Everybody's cell phones on low or quiet, quiet. or whatever. Like balls deep in a good conversation, and then the office music's gonna kick in. Oh, the back. it would happen. Is that yours? That's it. Oh. You watch The Office? Oh, dude, it's dude. the greatest show in the whole right? world. Right? It's like Netflix. Don't you mean the Office app? Yeah, right. <laughs> the yeah. thing I watch Office on. That's pretty standard. <laughs> All right, Steven, let's do it. This is uh, the Do Work Podcast with Steven. Hey, what's up, guys? It's Cody. And we got two special guests. We are sitting here in El Paso, Texas. Motherfucking El Paso. Actually, we're in Anthony. Texas and New Mexico. (laughs) I don't know. It's weird. No, you're in Texas right now. Barely. So our two guests are Bobby. You might remember him from a previous episode. And our new friend, Ozzy. As in Ozzy Osbourne. But the Mexican version. (laughs) The coconut version. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, what's up, guys? It's Ozzy. (laughs) Ozzy, what's your last name? Carrillo. Oh, I'm trying to sound all Mexican. Say it again. I gotta say, say, I gotta say, say it like you, you normally it's, say. It's Carrillo. My name is Ozzy Carrillo. All, all my wife Carrillo. 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 Ozzy okay. the coconut Carrillo. And Bobby Ryan. Okay, Rocker. Bobby, you've said he's a coconut. Now you have to explain why he's a coconut. Well, he's a coconut because he's brown on the outside, white on the inside. The coconut. Like a coconut. Awesome. So, so what do you guys think of El Paso so far? I love it. I, uh, I've, I've been coming here a lot once or twice a year, every year, until I was about 16. So I'm pretty familiar with it, but I forgot how pretty it was with the mountains, and this is the first time I've seen snow on them, so that yeah. was cool. We brought the bad weather with us. Yeah, oh, yeah. I was wearing shorts on Thursday, and these guys showed up on Friday, and the weather went mm-hmm. to shit. It went to shit real quick. This As morning when it was raining, town, I was yeah. like, holy fuck, it's raining here. Cool, it's snowing in March. That's <laughs> yeah, fucking that's, great. That's awesome. And uh, we show up, and there's just the most perfect housewarming gift for both me and Cody. Oh, my God. This was great. Epic shit right here, ladies and gentlemen. Like, I come in, and there's a bed. Well, and hold on. Cody loves dicks, and he loves drawing dicks. (laughs) You just gave it away. So so we've made an assumption Cody loves dicks. He does. And I'm not even going to do it. I'm just giving some context to (laughs) this before. Yeah, it's whatever it is. Uh Uh-huh. But this was the best dick drawing with the Do Work logo behind it that I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, so there's like a challenge coin and a shirt and a, a cap keystone. on there's the a bed. Fucking stone on the bed. On the I bed had a Lone Star, so personalized <laughs> beer, and then this image of a dick in our logo, and we posted it on Twitter. So go check it out. Oh, definitely. You guys are gonna love it. <laughs> oh, and there was a chocolate truffle on the pillow. Yes. I ate that bitch in like the first 30 seconds. Very year, classy. So, I know. saved it for the second day. I Staring knew I'd be hungry later. I the chocolate in there. <laughs> That's right. I was like, oh, God, look at that thing. I like rationing my food. I never know when I'm going to run out. It had a nice, thick mustache on it. It's some little back hair. It was like... It, it was puts so a whole awesome. new meaning to the salty dick. Oh, for sure. For little sure. little fire helmet on. Go uh-huh. check it out on Twitter, guys. So shout out to uh, Victor Salas for drawing up the dicks for you guys. That's that's our boy in uh, Battalion 3. He's our official dick artist if we need a, a special drawing for someone. He's he's the guy to go to. He's like the super bad, but the real version. Yeah. He's definitely going to put some dicks on our Twitter page. So We're going to see more dicks from Victor. <laughs> so Salas. definitely be looking out for those. Yeah. And if you need uh, any dick work done, just uh, go ahead and um, contact Victor. So there's yeah. your shout out, buddy. I love that we went to a bar last night and talked about the dick really loudly, oh, where everybody could hear that the dick. <laughs> and the people, was the people behind us, like they kept like looking over. Like, what the fuck I are they talking? I was like, it's the best dick ever. It's, you it's guys the most the beautiful dick, dick I've ever seen. Cody, pull it out. Show him the dick. <laughs> Show him the dick. <laughs> But no, that was a that was a fun night. Uh, Bobby has a way with um, getting information out of people, and so that evening our server 
And his girlfriend got dragged into a little, uh, I don't know, what would you call it? Uh, impromptu interrogation? Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. What is, what is the a nice game show. way of saying torture and, yeah, yeah. for a very new relationship that's very uncomfortable for people? It was awesome. It was <laughs> fucking like, great. People love watching this stuff on TV, you know, where like one person quizzes the other on their relationship and then they have to like... But that happened in real life. Yeah. Like we were sitting there looking at these two. And the, tension was the guy real. knew the answer. Yeah. He just, he said it. And then we're waiting on the, the female to give her answer. And she's she like giggled. giving the most yeah. awkward, yeah. stalling laugh that you've ever heard anybody we do. No, this is so weird. So you better answer because uh, there's a lot of pressure. And he's like looking at her like, you better know this. Yeah. You better know it. And somehow she pulled it out of her ass and got the right movie yeah. it, was a, it was a she hell of a guess. You could yeah. tell by the look on her yeah. face. She was like, wow, I actually a, knew that. Yeah, you know how when people say statements with a question mark? And it's not oh, a question. That's yeah. that was her response. <laughs> Definitely not. Movies. Yes. <laughs> if you need yeah. somebody to feel awkward, just bring me around for about five minutes. I can make things. It was a beautiful yeah, thing. It is, it is a beautiful thing. On our way up, it was a nice trip. We stopped in Roswell, New Mexico, after listening to a podcast that me and Stephen, well, Stephen showed me. I just started liking it. It's great. Last podcast last on the left. Last podcast on uh-huh. the left, and they yeah. just talk about random shit, and we're we're into that. Yeah. And they were talking about the whole Roswell alien thing. And of course, we're going to stop. We're going through it. We had to go to the museum for Cody. Yeah, for Steven. So I'd been. I'd been to that museum before. We, we had to stop at the Roswell Museum and look at some aliens. And so what are we doing facts. in El Paso? Like, what's what's the whole point of this? Is it just to, like, fuck around with Bobby? Or, or was there some some ulterior motive? we ever decided what you guys were doing. No, I think it was just, just fucking just around. Like, fuck that's, off that's the yeah. best. Keystone, I guess. Yeah, yeah, just, we're going to drink Keystone in El Paso. We definitely found out. We drank a whole shitload of it yesterday, so... Oh, yeah. I woke up this morning. My guts were hurting. Yeah. I didn't feel good. I need some Taco Bell. Probably that Keystone. Yeah, it was the Keystone. And dark beer. No, so the whole point of the trip was, if you don't remember, Bobby, his dumbass, drove all the way up to Pampa. To see two jackasses. Yep. And it's true. They are jackasses. And record a podcast 100%. with us. So we're like, we have to make this right and make the same trip. It was a long if you'll trek. Have us. We invited ourselves. We said we'd overstay our welcome. I, I made think my we wife have. miss out on a concert for her favorite guy. Uh, uh-huh. Didn't get to go see St. Corbin last night. Sacrifices, he, yeah, man. Sacrifices. That's sacrifices, what yeah. this job is all about. Yeah. 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 It was definitely not worth it. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? The unspoken truth is that sometimes a family has to sacrifice more. That's right. That's yeah. Right. That's yeah. right. <laughs> so we appreciate that. Shout out to Lauren. Yeah, she's Who's, sitting on the couch right now, looking at looking us. at us silently. Over, just her judging eyes are looking at yeah. us over the couch. It's kind of weird. <laughs> Ozzy's wife is like raising her hand in the air. The wives are here watching this. Supportive. Yeah. I wish you could see it. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah. Yeah. So no, we decided to come up to El Paso see Bobby. He told us he got two doors for his volunteer department, which is well, one for his volunteer and one for his career, and that's a pretty big achievement. His chief told me today that that's a pretty big achievement, and I have to agree. So me and Cody and Pam. Tampa, who don't have a forcible entry door and haven't trained on forcible entry and academy, basic, not basic academy, training. Same yeah. thing. Anyways, we just thought we'd come up here and make Bobby use his instructor certifications on us. So how was the how was the instruction, your your twenty minute crash course in the shitty weather? I enjoyed it. Yeah, the I, I thought coming to El Paso I could just bring a light jacket. Yeah. You know, it is yeah. El Paso, That's the desert. Yeah. No, normally you can. Normally, yeah. <laughs> Well, not this time. No. 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 It sucks. So it was cold, but the instruction was great. I got to put on a Euro helmet. I wish I could have worn it while we were doing the forcible entry training. You I would have. I know, but we didn't, we didn't. Oh, that's right. We opened the Connex after, yeah. But to be honest, I felt really self-conscious, man, because I knew we were on a time crunch and I knew it was cold. And then there's, you know, audience members and I'm like, fuck, I don't, you know, what if I fuck up? 
that's standard though for any class I, i've always kind of picked up on guys i'm talking to it's they're always afraid that they're going to fuck up in front of each other and i, I hate oh, yeah. that stigma i don't ever want there to be that stigma when i'm trying to help guys out it's but that's that's like a thing with any kind of instruction you're going to have the guys that are standing in the back like waiting on the first guy to make the movement you know so i always they, call somebody so up. they don't I'm look like, like an asshole yeah i'm like cody your turn. i don't mind i'll go first and if i screw i don't really give a shit yeah <laughs> like i'm, I'm yeah. that kind of guy sure. where i'll show you how not to do it that way you can do it better yeah but i thought it was really cool i've forced and been on calls where we've had to force more doors this year than i have probably all the years that i've worked combined as a firefighter and we're only in march I learned you're not supposed to shock the door or it really doesn't do anything. So that yeah, was interesting. Say don't, don't say you're not supposed to. It's just a, a tactic that we've opted not to go with. You, you can do whatever you want. So I, mean, so I had never heard that. I thought you were supposed to shock the door. But, I've never shocked the door. The only oh. time I've shocked the door, I should say, is whenever I'm going straight at the lock or the doorknob with an axe and just kind of bust it down that way. And for most residential doors, that's fine. Yeah. Right? Exactly. And yeah. then you go to commercial structure, which I've never forced a commercial structure door. So. Uh-huh. Then it wouldn't quite work so well. When you get off the Some rig, good. That, that door gets shocked when it sees you. It goes, oh, fuck, here. Oh. <laughs> That's all the shock it means. Like, look how big that guy is with the irons. Oh, He's a monster. Yeah. And then I get to a commercial door and try that, and it ain't going to work so uh, good. No dice. No dice. <laughs> and I think that was kind of one of the things that I've always picked up on. And what I'm trying to teach guys or just have conversations with them about it is there's never one way to do anything, especially in the fire service. And if you want to shock the door, shock it all you want. I mean, that's, it's your door at that time. So mm -hmm. if you want to shock it, shock it. But if you're asking me what I think, my opinion is that I wouldn't shock the door. Just like a week or two ago, I roasted the crap out of my helmet because I shocked the door and the Halligan went all the way through and then fire started coming out of that door. And I was like, ah, oh, shit, mm -hmm. I got to remove this entire door now and I have to do it now. I can't just have this hole in the door. Well, so. Sometimes you just have to give it the shocker. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes oh, it just needs a good You just shocker. had to go there, didn't you? I had to. I couldn't yeah. help it. It was yeah, just right there. It's been there. like eating on you for yeah. a that whole, This whole conversation, I've just been waiting for it. You're just like picturing two in the pink and one in this thing oh, this yeah. whole time. And we're talking about forcible entry. Great. Awesome, Cody. That's where I go. Here you go. I've been doing this the whole time we're talking about it. <laughs> He's been putting it in his ass. I mean, I guess subconsciously, yeah. Yeah, weird. Yeah. weird. I could probably use the shocker as many times I've shot today. That's right. Yeah. So, Ozzy, tell us a little bit about yourself. How'd you get in the fire service, buddy? I started back in high school. I wasn't sure what I wanted to do. Um, he was a hood rat in high school, by the way. Yeah. That's what I hear. Yeah, I heard we heard you were a hood rat. I happen to know this guy. Like straight so up throwing is. like West Side. What was your gang called? Stuff. Weren't you guys uh, Immortal Empire or Los Douches de West Side? Isn't that what you're... <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Um... <laughs> Anyways. Anyway. Sorry, dude. No, no, <laughs> it's cool, man. It's cool. So my dad. We all have a past. Yeah, absolutely. My dad knew this volunteer fireman that worked with him. And he's like, hey, go check it out. I was like, oh, well, we'll give it a shot. I showed up there. You know, I was a young punk high school kid and went up there and the first guy I met was a uh, Captain Olmsted and for our guys that know him he's, he's a hard ass so I showed up and like hey what's up man I'm here to you know check this out and he's like man you think I'm mad so I, I had a life-changing experience so from that point forward I, I stuck around surprisingly uh, you know I stuck around and I've been there since 2008 and here I am Ozzy, you were one of the original group with Bobby, right? That That's winter? correct, yeah. Okay. And there was like 10 of y'all? Yeah, and so, I mean, I don't fuck with you, but like, so just by original group as in like our current... The OG. Yeah, like the oh, set of geez. guys that's at West Valley right now where there's there's about, of the 10 that started, there's about six of us left that we've been there for the past, you know, 10 years and there was Ozzy and a couple of the rest of us and it's just... It's cool to have us all still there, but uh, I guess the original. We can call ourselves the original. Yeah, the make, make t-shirts. Yeah. I'll take that. The OG 10. 
It'd be your new gang. You've yeah. grown up into a new oh, gang. Geez, yeah. Whoa. <laughs> oh, no, what's up? <laughs> that will be our gang sign. Yeah. Now we got to come up with some hand signs. I don't yeah, know how you can... do this. <laughs> I think you put both your hands up in the air for the 10. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what you do. You're like, this, this is it. Yeah, you bring up the 10, <laughs> and then you put the one in the zero. Slowly insert it. You insert the one into the zero a bunch of times. There you right. go. We'll, yeah. go. we'll go throw that around Albuquerque next time we're up there and see how that goes. <laughs> I think you guys will get a lot of respect. Yeah, oh, definitely. definitely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Respect in the form of a shiv knife. <laughs> or a frozen turd knife yeah. yeah so then ozzy decided that the fire department wasn't enough he bailed on us and decided he was going to go be a, a soldier so then tell him about that i still wanted to be a fireman i always wanted to join the military so next best alternative for me was to do the national guard so i joined the national guard I became an infantryman nasty girls nasty girls you know <laughs> so i've been doing that since still um getting ready for my upcoming deployment to uh africa so we'll see what that's like i'll tell you guys about that you're from October. Yeah. You're going to Djibouti? That's correct. What's Djibouti. the capital of Djibouti? Her booty. Djibouti. Exactly. Djibouti, Djibouti. Djibouti, Djibouti. So, Cody, do you have any experience with Djibouti? Uh, you know, I'm just wondering how much Taliban activity is happening in Djibouti. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just wondering. I mean, I don't know what you're going to be doing. Well, that's what I was wondering. Like, like pretty what, sure, what's like, over there? I don't know. Like, that's where the, I don't know, active duty probably goes for R&R. &R. It's like, just go check Djibouti out. Is there anything to do in Djibouti? I have no idea. Oh, so you never been. This never conversation's been. going nowhere. <laughs> We're done with Djibouti. So it is the most fun country name to say, though. <laughs> Larissa, how do you feel about Ozzy going to Djibouti? I don't like it. <laughs> she said she don't like it. She doesn't like it. Ozzy, how do you feel that Larissa doesn't like it? In Djibouti. She doesn't like it in Djibouti. <laughs> in Djibouti. <laughs> yeah. I was wondering if you picked up on that. I told you if you were going to stay in here, I was going to drag your ass into this. Oh, yeah. I guess. We're going to call you up again. Um, you're like, spit. So have you ever been outside of the country? Uh, no, I have not. This will be my first uh, deployment with the military. So I'm, I'm excited for that part of it. You know, get to check something else out. you never been to Mexico? Oh, do you yes. really count that? Yes. As <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've, I've been there, but do you really, if you live in El Paso, you don't really count that. Both you, of our first times in Juarez was, to, was together, wasn't it? Do you that need a passport to go into Mexico? In you do need a passport. What did we use? We didn't take a password the time we went. I think we just used our driver's license. Yeah, we just really? used our driver's license. Right. Mexico welcomed you with open arms, yeah, huh? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Actually, me and me and my wife went to uh, Canada for our honeymoon. I don't know if you want to count that. I do want to count that because I've never been to Canada and I, I want to go either. to Canada yeah. really badly. It's just me, colder me, America. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it was actually really cold. <laughs> like me and Cody are starting to get into hockey and we don't really know the rules of hockey. We're learning. We both bought the video game. Yeah, that's how you learn. You I'm trying to play. pick a favorite team and I can't pick a favorite team right now. How do you pick a favorite team? Well, your guys, what was yours based on the animal, right? That's the exactly what mine penguin. was. We picked the penguins because penguins. They're cheaters, <laughs> too, and they're cheaters, apparently. And penguins are cheaters. Are they? Yeah, that's what Steven uh, said. That, that's what you threw out last night. The penguins are fucking out. cheaters. I was drunk last night. <laughs> yeah, they're fucking I don't remember for some reason. half of what happened last Not night. Not the team, but the, the legit animal, animal is a cheater. And then my wife, who's apparently a penguin expert, was, well, actually, they mate for life, so I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, yes. Yes, remember? uh-huh. Sometimes a penguin will cheat on its significant other. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love that awkward silence. Okay. <laughs> Especially Cody's dickish kicking. <laughs> it's the worst. I hate it when he does that to me. I also hate it when he looks at me like, yeah, you're so wrong. And you know it. And this guy's just telling me, telling you you're wrong. You know. 
I, I do what I can. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's got like a shit eating grin on oh, yeah. his face. I definitely, I'm just like looking at Stephen. It's possibly like, the most annoying thing I've ever seen. Oh yeah, that's how it is. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what the look was. It is. I'm yeah. good at it. No, the forceful entry training was really cool. Definitely made me feel a lot more confident with the Halligan because up until then I've just been reading about it. Been reading about how to use oh, yeah, the you just been reading. ads that's and it. the spike in, in the forks. Because who's ever got better at anything by just reading? By just reading, exactly. There's got to be that dual component where you actually do the hands-on portion, right? I can make the argument even bigger by saying, who's ever learned anything by reading anything? Whoa. You don't ever re- learn anything by reading, right? <laughs> Whoa, you're taking this a whole new direction. Right? Keep going. I'm just saying that I'm being an asshole. Yeah. There's, there's so What's many the people, point, right? So many people that told me that. And that like, right oh, there you is can't... why penguins cheat on their significant others. <laughs> That's the reason. Exactly. So many times guys in our department were like, well, you can't learn everything from a book. Well, no shit, but it's a good start, right? Yeah. Like it's better than not. Yeah, it's better than just sitting on my dead nuts right here and not doing anything like you have the last 30 years. Yeah. You fat bastard. <laughs> <laughs> One day that may be you. You it's may be that. Going to be you me. may be that fat bastard Ever. in thirty years. Ever. I could You're be like I've bastard. read all the books. I know every all the things. I'll never say that. Uh-huh. I've read all the words. There's I've read every, every, every word. word. Ever. How many words can the there words. even be? Yeah. You know the best words. I've read all the words. <laughs> I know the only word that matters. What's that? Fuck. I was like, I was like, fuck. That's your favorite word for sure. Best word. Uh huh. So Ozzy's also a firefighter with the city of El Paso. He was. A West Sider for... Did you start off in Battalion 2? I started off in Battalion 1. Battalion oh, 1 is downtown El Paso, and then I moved over to the West Side of El Paso. And uh, I just joined Bobby over in Battalion 3. Battalion 3 for life. Central El Paso. No, no, not for life. Yeah, I think you're getting moved, aren't you? Yeah, we're, I'm getting moved. <laughs> <laughs> it's a pretty good chance I'm not going to be there much longer. But uh, Ozzy's also a medic on the county search and rescue team with us, trying to get ARF certifications so we can go... Be a fat bastard at the airport like hey, all the rest of the time. Hell yeah, man. I get paid the same whether I work or not. <laughs> go to the airport and do nothing. There you go. Mm-hmm. So, you could like forget to show up to work and nobody noticed. Nobody would know. No, not at nobody all. Nobody would know. <laughs> if they do notice, I don't. The day that you the don't show up to work is like three yeah. plane crash. Yeah. No kidding. So now Ozzy's worked his way up to captain. He's a, a co-captain with me at West Valley. I'm making a lot of good moves. It's been really cool to have someone else that's kind of my age. That's also getting really progressive in all these trainings. He's going with me to Deep South to go see uh, Clay and OJ. Uh, he went with me up to uh, Mile High. So it's it's nice to have more than, you know, a, a It's good to have us. a travel buddy, yeah, right? Someone, someone to go travel with. And, and some people are terrible yeah. travel buddies, and others you like, you can deal with it. Sometimes my travel buddy just doesn't shit for four days straight. <laughs> and then sometimes he shows up and, and then shit sometimes all day I guess he's just going to shit all day. <laughs> or, or, oh, Steven's in the bathroom uh, again. again. For the I can't time. control I'm my glad body. You drove all the way to El Paso to shit in my house 18 times. That's <laughs> It's been a great trip. Thanks. You're going to need some more toilet paper. But. And you know what? We're going on more trips together. So I guess it's like a, oh, yeah. it's like a, it's, it's a, something you can accept. He you brings know? the best out of you. That's what it is. Yeah. 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 Or the worst. I don't know. Something. I don't know. Because he'll just be laying in the other bed in, in a hotel and just shit. And I'll just, God, God. It's the worst thing ever because he doesn't poop the whole time. Yeah. But okay. Is so this guy who refers to all farts as shitting? This is coming from the guy who shits his pants like on the regular. It happens. Yeah. The best of us. <laughs> Tell me about the most recent time. Okay. It's a great story. It's not a great story. I heard it's it from, okay I think, one of the captains who was there. I heard it from your captain, in fact. He oh, yeah. told me the whole story. It's, yeah. it's a story about resiliency and not <laughs> and not quitting even when the odds are stacked against you. Okay. Uh, okay. So, <laughs> all right, Martin Luther King. Settle down, bro. <laughs> That's what it is. 
<laughs> There's a lesson about life in this story. Okay. And here it goes. All right. So prepare to be humbled. About three so to there four months ago, we decided we we're going to do the physical agility test in our department. As B shift, we're going to set the standard and we're going to do this test. So it's been three months, three, four months, and it's time for the test. Well, I'm sitting there waiting for my time, and our physical agility test is like the combat challenge, and we haven't done it, any of us, since we hired on. So This is like to set a benchmark to see where our fitness is yeah, at. just to see where your fitness level's at and see yeah. where you're at. One year on the job or 30 years on the job. Yep, everybody's going to do it. It was voluntary, as my captain says. It's voluntary, but you are going to do it. It's like, okay, which I had no problem with it. I, I've been wanting to do it for three, four months now. So there you was. There I was getting ready for my turn. So we let the station two guys go first. So I'm patiently waiting. I'm, I'm kind of getting a little excited. I'm ready to go. Like I'm ready to do this. You got the nerves. The nerves I got the, the little yeah. nerves and I had, I had a good fart and it felt like a good one. And it was a shit, <laughs> a straight shit that happened to people before my turn. So I was like, well, I thought about it. I, I thought about it for 30 seconds. Like, could I possibly do this? with this in my pants. <laughs> I have I have my bunker I have my bunker pants on. Like I'm ready to go. Yeah. So at this point I'm like fuck. There's no uh, way. Yeah, cuz it's too hard to go. So yeah, so I like I'm like I pull those down. Out to the booster. I get out there and I'm looking around for anything at this point. You wipe your ass like with a rake. The like, hood, <laughs> like my bunker hood or my, you know, my hood for my bunker your gear. Spare was, hood. Yeah, I'm starting yeah. to think about it. Uh-huh. Then I find the baby wipes. I'm like, "Oh yeah, golden." Now I've got to undo my bunker pants and get them down. Then I got to get my pants undone and pull them down. You're trying to do this one foot and get one foot out and get your underwear off. And then put it back in and then get your other foot out and put it back in. It was it was a task. Mind but, you, these are contaminated items that we're talking about. These are oh yeah. clean. Yeah. 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 So now I've got, you know, and then I clean up and everything. Guess what? I still got to do it. Even when the odds are stacked against me, I got to do it. So yeah. what happens? I go out there and I did the best time out of anybody so far. It's because you really wanted to go shower. That's <laughs> <laughs> You're forever unclean. <laughs> but it was a good time, even though like my nerves got the best of me. But see, th that's just one story of like thousands with this guy. Our volunteer fire chief, the one that we run automatic I was on a grass with, fire. He was on a grass fire, and he's talking to the volunteer fire chief in the squat position, dropping a turd if, on a fire. If I'm shitting and you come up to talk to me, you did that. <laughs> you did it to yourself. You walked into you that You knew situation. what I was doing. Yeah, yeah. He has a point, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. That chief like, drove up and rolled down his window and just started up a conversation. I'm like, I'm just, you know, you know, you know what I'm doing here. It's no secret. <laughs> I'll talk to you. I don't care. You're aware yeah. of this, right? Yeah. yeah. But that's a really exciting thing that our department's doing. Shooting um, themselves? <laughs> sometimes. Yeah. I mean, I did, I did those have a few keystones like, the night before. That'll make the highlight reel, I guess. You know, that's what we talk about. But yeah. no, it's it's good that we're doing this physical assessment on all of our members and making it voluntary and utilizing the whole positive peer pressure. You hear a lot of the guys and they're like, man, 10 years ago, we wouldn't have done this. And me and my shift that I just left, because I just got moved to C-shift, we started doing yoga every night at the end of every shift. And there are a couple of country boys. Like, like I make fun of the way my captain talks all the oh, time. Oh, yeah. He's, you got acorns, and you're yeah. going to wash them. Yeah, and you're going to wash your acorns. You're going to wash your acorns. <laughs> and they're doing yoga with me. And I don't know if anybody's ever done yoga, but... Never. Never, ever, ever. We were the first ones. Okay. Never, the I don't know if any of our listeners are familiar with yoga. 
but it's great. I mean, it gets your flexibility up and it teaches you how to breathe and it's a lot harder than you think. But what it also does is eventually you're relaxed and not just your muscles, but everything else. So you get into this weird position where your legs are in the air and your butt's out oh, and yeah. suddenly oh, yeah. you have to fart. So everybody's farting and there's this beautiful meditation music and this soothing voice guiding you through all the different positions. And then one guy lets out a fart and it just <laughs> mood is killed and everybody just it sounds like some Brazilian porn. Uh, yeah. Don't bring up two girls, one cup, <laughs> please. <laughs> I please. think that's going to put a different label on your podcast. I know, <laughs> but see, that. that is Brazilian, so I think that's where you're going with that. I wasn't going, with but that. it's well, there's true. a thing called Brazilian fart porn. It's a real thing. When I was in the Peace Corps, there's this guy, and what he does now is he's a yogi. I guess he has his own studio, and he had like super long hair. He was a college quarterback. All the ladies loved him. They just loved this guy. And he spoke, he learned the native language, like super fluently, even got interviewed on TV because here's this white guy speaking some obscure African dialect. But this guy would wake up at 5am every morning. And for about an hour and a half, he would do yoga outside of our dorm bedrooms. And you knew you didn't need an alarm clock and you knew it was him doing yoga because it was just this long, song of different sounding farts the whole time like he knew his body was just relaxing and getting ready for the day and he was just farting and i was like these women are in love with him and he's just out there it's farting the outside of their bedrooms the <laughs> i was like how does this work that's how, um, he, that's how he brings them in yeah that's, that's how you met your wife right you just shit on her she just followed you ever since she's the one you gotta find the the person whose farts uh you know don't make you you know like don't completely ruin things for it and then you know you're the, that's the one for you right i'm it. pretty sure i, don't think, that's I think that's it no, no? Steven's going around to the bars can you shit in this cup <laughs> I need to smell that. <laughs> oh, no. That's bad. That's terrible. You need to work on your diet. Yeah. <laughs> that's your... your never mind. <laughs> let that one go. So do you do all do yoga at El Paso or West Valley? Because yeah. I've noticed there's this like, you know, on YouTube, you see a bunch of ooh, fire, firefighters across the country. They're all doing yoga now. No. No. I, I work out normal. <laughs> I, I do yeah. man workout. Yeah. 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 We don't With talk the, about our emotions yeah. or get in awkward Suck positions. It yeah. No. It's it's a it's an interesting experience. I would encourage everyone to try it at least once. Oh yeah, yeah. And there's there's good benefits with yoga and doing yeah. that firefighter functional fitness. And they speak of the flexibility side of it. And it's not it's not necessarily the yoga that you're thinking of. You're, you're thinking you know your ass up and some yeah. guys behind you like ramming you from behind. <laughs> no, and, that's not the yoga we do. That's, that's Steven's prison yoga. He's got tapes out. <laughs> No, it's not like that. It'd probably it's, be pretty lucrative. It's if mostly I did do something. just your normal static stretching, you know, yeah. that you're doing. Yeah, but it is static stretching. That's all we we consider it yoga, but it's just static stretching. Yeah. And we can't do anything crazy. Yeah, yeah, no, no, none of us are in that good of a shape. No, but we are trying to get more flexible because your flexibility is already hindered inside your bunker gear. So you might as well try to be a little bit more flexible because we twist and get in all kinds of Weird positions. And, right, like y'all do confined space training, right? Yes, sir. Y'all are familiar with that? Yeah. Okay, I'm not. So tell me a little bit about it. Uh, I mean, it's pretty much in... I, I've only been on two actual confined space incidents. Uh, done quite a few call uh, trainings for it. But it's it's really not what everybody kind of imagines it is. And, and when you look at like what permit-required confined space uh, deals are, a lot of the, the space that you're going into is bigger than everybody thinks it is. Everyone thinks that you're stuck in this little like rat tunnel... That's, that's what super I think of tiny. Every time no, I you're in a you're in a 600 gallon container that it's just it's just not vented, so it's a permit required space and that's that's how it becomes. I mean, so there's not a whole lot of there's not a whole lot of glory to it really. I don't think it's it's cool and it's fun and it's it's a cool cool training to have, but I wouldn't really say it's 
any more difficult than any other things we do. Do you have to contort your body in weird ways? It depends, yeah. So, I mean, like the, the prop, that, that connex that we have out there at the station that I was uh, telling you guys about, the way that one's set up, yeah, that's definitely a, a small guy made. Oh, yeah, so I'm not yeah, going yeah, to be a confined not, space guy. You would be what we would call the plug, that's where <laughs> yeah, if the yeah. confined space is venting too much, yeah. we're going to put you in the hole. We're going to... Engage the plug. <laughs> <laughs> I've been uh, called that before. The earth starts shaking. Yeah. You don't know what's yeah. shaking the earth. Like, everybody's <laughs> coffee cups uh, are just like... <laughs> I see calls and says, tell Cody to stop his yoga. We need the plug. (laughs) (laughs) Copy that plugs and route. (laughs) This is the moment you've been waiting for. Your moment of glory. But y'all's training facility is impressive. Dude, it's freaking awesome, man. I'm so jealous. That's something y'all should definitely be proud of. For sure. So, I mean, the, and you guys got to meet, I'm really glad you guys actually got to meet our chief. Uh, uh, Billy's, Billy was there today while we were doing our little tour and he's a Cowboys fan. Which so, is awesome. One mark against him. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> Two check marks. Uh, uh-huh. He's done an amazing job at getting that place set up to where it is. That station and, and the things we have out there are just, it's not what you think of when you think of a volunteer department. Not at all. By, by no. any means. And I'm not really trying to like, brag about our department. I'm just, I'm really proud of it. And, and oh, I'll definitely brag right. about it. And I think uh, both you guys and Chief out there, shout out, to, shout out to what y'all are doing. Y'all are doing some pretty badass stuff with what you've got, man. It's amazing. I haven't seen career departments with the shit that you've got. I mean, y'all are. It's in your compound too. So, and you could, I could walk into your station and automatically tell y'all give a shit about what you're doing. I can walk into your gear room and see it is inventoried and it's perfect and everything looks nice. And you walk into your restrooms and everything's nice. And you can tell that your guys give a shit about what you're doing. And you can walk into some career places and be like, fucking pigs in here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I, I Talking firsthand, like I, I understand this. <laughs> well, we thank you for that. You know, we definitely no. appreciate that, and that's I believe that's one hundred percent a reflection of our leadership. Our, our chiefs oh, have, have really taught us to lead the guys in that kind of manner, and it, I think it shows for sure. Yeah, and Chief said it was like a twenty-year process to get yeah, where you guys little, are now. Yeah. So oh, yeah, in, even in, in the past ten years, you know, yeah, it, it's changed it's, a lot. It's changed a lot for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So in '99, they were running out of a like a 2000 square foot garage down on, on seventh street in Canyon Teal. And it was tiny, tiny. And all the rigs were just packed into this place. And then we got this place built that we're at now. So it's been a pretty impressive change from when uh, chief took over to where we are now. It's, mm-hmm. it's really cool to see. He's doing a hell of a yeah, job and you guys are doing a hell of a job and it's awesome. It's cool that you could be in your station and run mock structure fires from like tones dropping and getting into the rig to going and catching a plug to stretching lines and, mm-hmm. and, and yeah, I don't know. It's really cool. And you know, we have a, I'm taking pictures of this shit, right? So I'm taking pictures of it and I'm like, Oh, we need to be doing this. I'm taking pictures of it. Like, yeah. So jealous of what y'all have there. And then eventually I just quit. I'm like, no. Yeah, at some point I was like, Cody, come take a picture. He was like, why? There's no fucking point. There's no point in doing that. Cody legitimately turned into the pouty kid that just kicked rocks <laughs> around for like 20 minutes. He's just, like, he just stopped talking fucker. to us. And I was like, you don't, you don't want to go see the gym? And he was like, no. I don't want to see <laughs> anything else you've got. Because I'll never have any of this. Right, well, I'm going to take Steven to the gym because it's pretty fucking cool. So. He's like <laughs> the poor kid who just looks at the rich kids like, damn it. I want those Air Jordans. Yeah, it's, and 25 years ago, if my department would have had any progressive bone in their body, could have been building up to where y'all are at now. So now we're about two or three years into that, I think, that journey. So the fact that it took y'all 20 years, I mean, I'm, I hope we you know, stay the course. Because <laughs> I, I, I plan on being here within in those 20 years. It was really cool. They had one prop that I've never seen before. So do you want to describe that? I think it's one of your newest additions. Oh, the, the dick. <laughs> the big old dick in the sky. West Valley's big dick. The West Valley yeah. dick. Uh, <laughs> Tell us about West Valley dick. Yeah. So we have a uh, two. I'm not so- the only one. <laughs> Y'all literally called it the dick. 
If you guys can think of a, a windmill, you know, just like you see a windmill in California or, or West Texas, uh, shit like that. We have two sections of a windmill tower in our in our backyard. Up on top of that, we have a platform that we repel off of for um, advanced rope rescue, uh, pickoffs, uh, lineman training, all kinds of stuff like that. It's neat. It sticks 180 feet up in the air in the backyard, so it definitely is like it's the biggest thing around. It's tallest structure in the far, at least this side of the county, yeah. pretty much all the way down to downtown. It's the mm-hmm. biggest. Yeah, when we came over the mountain, you pointed it out. Like that's the landmark. That's our. That's, that's our facility that's right, there. right there. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's it's definitely cool. Um, so you know, Chief's Chief's real big on all the special rescue stuff. So he he really wanted to have that put in, and you know, the confined space prop. And we train a lot of guys on special rescue at West Valley. It's pretty rare that we get those callouts, but it, when we do, we get quite a few. For a volunteer department, we get quite a few guys that are actually prepared for that kind of incident. Mm-hmm. Showing yeah, up, so. you're not figuring it out on scene. Yeah. yeah, and he definitely he got me into that as a as a young guy. You know, when Ozzy and I started out there, so that helped me out because I was able to walk onto the city of El Paso with you know confined space and train rope tech and all that stuff already under my belt so that sent me to the special rescue station at 11s which was cool but it was also like the biggest letdown of the world because you know i was so used to the way that we learned things and how we were constantly training and constantly being progressive and i got to 11s and it was like hey you guys want to go like repel or something they're like nah <laughs> we know how to do that and i'm like well, when was the last time you did it i was like in the rope class eight years ago. Oh, shit. Is that what it is? <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. Well, this, this I'm piece not going to say anything yeah, because I'm the new guy. I'm the new guy, but uh, we should probably practice that. This piece yeah. of paper says I can do it, yeah. and I did it once. Yeah, but at yeah. least, you know, you could go from that untraining environment back to West yeah, Valley to where West you Island, yeah. train a lot. So yeah. you have that going for you, but there's guys that just show yeah. up and that's all they're good for. Training's the bane of their yeah, existence. For the Instagram yeah. pictures. Yeah, Instagram. and Snapchat, Yeah, you had so. an interesting little, like, Character, caricature, character. I don't know what I, if it's a caricature or a character. Whatever you want it to be, Steve. Well, is, it okay. is it a person or is it a picture? It was a person. Okay. Of the type of guy who just shows up, like wears the uniform, has the shirt, poses in front of the ladies. I don't know. Yeah, what are these? for the chicks and yeah, for the Instagram yeah. pics. Yep. There you go. So. That's a real thing. Yeah, we definitely have those in the city. We have those in the county, and I think every department's got those. You're not gonna, you're not gonna find a place that doesn't have those. The problem is getting rid of them once you find them because i know once i see it and i see that person as that label i'm just like oh if Mm -hmm. i could fire you today i would (laughs) it's frustrating but you can't convince them to leave so it's Mm -hmm. they're they're there and they're the ones that never you know we i was telling you guys we have that amazing training facility in the backyard and we don't use it me and him use it like when we're on shift our our shift is working that people know that when when reichardt or cario are working that we're we're gonna be up till midnight doing something and that's kind of it like none of the other crews we have a reserve pumper at the station, so you could pull that reserve out and pull every line off that truck and go fight a mock structure fire in the backyard and not worry about anything being out of service. You know, there you, if the tones hit, you, you're fine. Just leave the rig there and go do it, and we just can't convince guys to do it. It's tough. It's, it's hard, and it's... Because I, I think it's fun, and it builds Absolutely, trust, yeah. and yeah, I mean, we... And, and I don't do it just, just to, you know, train these new guys or, you know, the guys that's been on five years. I, I do it to see who I'm working with yeah. and mm-hmm. what I got on the scene once I arrive on the scene, yeah. you know what, what I mean? What capabilities are. I, I, I'm not going to send some guy who's, you know, who doesn't know how to open the nozzle or knows how to check his patterns into an interior fire, you know what I mean? Right, yeah. but you don't know that. If you, exactly. you, you don't know that about that exactly. guy if you don't yeah. do right. it somewhere in a simulation. Right. And I think what's cool, and Ozzy will definitely agree on this one is that you know in a career paid department you're definitely counting on the fact that oh this guy's a certified firefighter he so he knows what he's doing right right where in the volunteer side we definitely see that just because you have your piece of paper that says you know what you're doing the Mm -hmm. way you may have got that paper is not the best Mm -hmm. and you may just have that piece of paper and you really suck at what you're doing right we 
we definitely make it a point. So just because we uh, certified guys here are red helmets, and it's like just because you're a red helmet, that doesn't mean oh yeah, for mm-hmm. that doesn't mean nothing. Mm-hmm. For us as officers, just because you're a black helmet, that doesn't mean nothing either. Like right. let's let's get out there and work and see where you're at. Yep, show me where you're at. Yeah. yeah. And our job, your responsibilities are there's a big swath of things that you need to know, or somebody on your crew needs to know how to do and take care of, because there's a chance you could get that, but you may not. You don't work every single one of those every single day. It's not like a doctor who has a very specific set of skills and goes right. into surgery every single day or sees patients every single day and actually right. uses it, right? So, like you said with the confined rescue thing, you know, you may may or may not run, you know, one all year, but you guys know how to do it. And then when right. it does happen... Because you're training on it all year long. And that, that's one thing that's insane. And I don't know if it's, if it's the... Millennial thing. Oh, you're gonna say that word in front shit. of me, dude. I'm diving oh, into this shit. Man. So I don't know if it's that, but I can see this, and our listeners definitely hit me up and tell me if I'm wrong. If I'm wrong, and I know you guys will. So before us, before we come into the fire service, and maybe even ten years before that, there were guys who looked up to the captains and the lieutenants, and they just heard stories of cool shit that these guys did and they were like oh well these guys are badasses they know everything Mm -hmm. there's no need for us to do anything well 10 years pass and they might have trained on it and they might have done it once or twice and then and those old guys with the cool stories are gone yeah and now it's the guys after them that's leading and all they're going off of is cool stories no actual and no actual hands-on shit and it's just well well this guy told me once and uh then that's the way you do it so what then there's us and we show up and we're like well why and they're like, well, I would have never asked why. I just would have. They, what he said was gospel, and that's the way you do it. Well, you're stupid, sir. And, and we're like, well, I want you to show me. Uh-huh. I'm not just going to take your fucking word for it because you haven't done rope rescue in whoa, 10 years. Whoa, that's the like, entitlement of the millennial okay, popping that, up. That, that, that can be. We're entitled. But when my life's on the line, uh-huh. I want you to prove to me that you know what you're doing because I have to do the same thing to you. Yep, we have to prove our worth to them. And, so and I don't think that's when entitled. You're a, when when your life's the on the line, I'm not going to take your fucking word for it, and you're not going to take my word for it. And it's the way we work together, we train together. I show you, you show me. That's how it's supposed to be. If we all like worked in a post office somewhere, and you were my superior, yeah. I mean, I may not ask oh, why. Yeah, Stephen comes There's... from <laughs> Dallas, and he knows how to sort mail. I'm not going to, okay, yeah, he knows how to fucking sort mail. He's uh-huh. been working here for... But we don't sort mail when the tones drop. No, uh, that's, that's not what we do. But most of us don't. Some people, <laughs> Some people <laughs> yeah. We have technical skills that have to be continuously worked on throughout a year. It. EMT skills, I'll, I'm the first one to admit. 2011, my EMT skills have declined rapidly well and people always say oh ropes man i'm not good with ropes if you don't use your ropes you're gonna lose your ropes like ropes are just that way no everything's that way it's just ropes are like a visual rep like it's visual proof you can make a guy tie a rope put him on the spot make him tie a certain knot and when he fucks up it's there you can see it a lot of these other skills i mean it it requires a lot more preparation to see a guy fuck up or forget definitely you know those uh you know low frequency high risk situations where you know if you don't practice it you're gonna Mm-hmm. Fuck up, you know, enormously. Forcible yeah. entry. Let's yeah. use that. I'm I'm not too big of a man to say, oh well, you know, I've been in the fire service for five years, sick going on six years now, mm-hmm. and we don't fucking train on forcible entry. I haven't done it since the academy. I don't care if I come to Bobby and look stupid. Yeah, I'm here to learn, but I'm giving the effort into relearning something, and I'm not going to say, well, I've been on the job for six years. I don't have to show you shit. I can force the door however I want. No, that's not how it works. Because if I show up on a scene, and let's just say we're working together, and you watch me force a door, 
how I might have done it before. Uh, it's a shit show. Well, and it's check a this representation out. of your I'm commitment a, to I'm the job. Talk shit to you. Exactly. <laughs> I'm gonna let you know. And on an incident, I don't think that's when you should try out a new technique that you don't train on. No. Like, let's say you always force doors with a Halligan. Suddenly you get a K tool. You've never trained on it, and you're like, eh, this might let's try it. Yeah, let's try it. And then nice. ten, oh, ten minutes in, scene. you're still messing with it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, or something like that. And yeah. and you see that sometimes. And, and it, you, I was about to say, yeah, you see that. I've I've been level one staging on fires. I'm like, what are those guys doing? They haven't even made that. Yeah, <laughs> well, we're not inside yet. Yeah, um, and so. I think that that was a big issue that I ran into as a as an instructor at the TA teaching force wintry when we got the door at work was teaching these you know these captains and lieutenants coming in with two decades worth of time time on the job, not experience. Time on the job, exactly. Right? And I'm teaching them for There's two entry. different things, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, There's absolutely. time on the job and experience. experience. Okay. And these guys are looking at me like, "Hey, man, didn't you just get out of the TA like last week?" And I'm like, "Well, it's seven years. You know, I don't, I don't know, but still, like, it doesn't matter how long I've been here. I have something valuable to show you. At least watch the movie and at find least out it's if a you refresher. like it. Yeah, don't, you know, if just, anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the stuff that I was running into was just boot it, just boot it, just hit it, just kick it, just just bash it. And it's like, okay. And then I would ask them. What would you do if that didn't work? Oh, that always works. Okay. But what if it didn't? And that was a big deal yeah. that I ran into a lot is that they just, they never had an answer for what they would and, do. And a, and a question that you threw at me today, which is one that I've never even thought about because I've never forced a commercial door, yeah. was whenever I was like, oh yeah, I just take the axe and I hit it right here where the, the locks and the door handles at and it always pops it open every single yeah. time. And you go, well, what if it's a commercial door? I don't fucking know because I ain't never done it. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it wouldn't work. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to be so, bouncing off that door. Isn't you? Exactly. You're gonna, you're gonna and, then, and then what happens? What are you doing after that? And now I've been shown a, a different way to do it. Well, yeah. And if you hadn't, you'd have been... Oh, if I hadn't, then I'd be like, get scene. the saw. Like, I guess we're cutting this fucker down. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but that's what I would have done. If I... You can forget skills. Absolutely. Yeah. And if you've been in the service and you think you know it all, you probably should retire. Like, yeah. I'm sorry. Or <laughs> humble yourself and realize you don't know everything. Things are changing. Yeah. Yo, are you recording? Is this working? That was a great burp. Awesome. What? Awesome. There we go. Great. Fucking great. So I kind of brought up a a point that now that we have a a special guest with us, brought up a point this afternoon with you guys about. So what was it like when you bit the head off that bat? Oh boy! Here we go. <laughs> oh then, boy! And then Pete on the Alamo, <laughs> scumbag, fucking scumbag. Have you gone back to San Antonio? No, no. <laughs> so did you do it for Santa Ana or because you're Aussie? Just because I'm Aussie, bro. Because <laughs> he's on the crazy train. Okay, the so crazy train. So what were you saying? I'm sorry, no, I, no, no. I, I got I got off the rails a little bit there. Aussie, is this your beers? Um, yeah. Dude, you're <laughs> slamming him. He's he's working his way through. Yeah, uh-huh. he is. Yeah. I'm proud. So uh, the big push right now in the fire service, they're not, I mean, not necessarily right now, but one of the, the phrases that we're hearing a lot is, is for them. And I, I love that thing. I think that for them is probably the two most powerful words that we have, you know, in the, in the fire service vocabulary right now that's going around. But it really, really seems like for them is only important when somebody's house is on fire. When it comes down to medical training or learning a new skill, uh, people are always very like, Oh, well, I, I can't be a paramedic because I can't learn these additional skills on top of all this other shit I'm trying to do and blah, blah, blah. And this is something me and Cody have talked about on the podcast before where we feel like you just have so many freaking hats to wear. How can you, you be do. good at all of it? And, and that is true. But I, I think that that's such a cop out for somebody to say that, oh, I'm here for you. I'm here for you. But 
Only honestly, only if your house is on fire. Yeah, yeah. if you're having if you're a heart not, attack, uh, yeah, medical yeah. calls. Yeah, I'm just here for for blood pressure. And that's and like ninety percent of our calls with medical. Yeah. And Ozzy, you're a paramedic, and you're involved in training guys at the at the firehouse over West Valley on forcible entry and stretching lines and all that stuff. Tell us about that. Tell you about the paramedic stuff or the well, well just no, how now you, tell us how you incorporate so medical training. Why did you the, decide to do the medic thing? Yeah, what like, was your is it your too much? Because me and Cody don't have paramedic license. We don't have we don't have a lot of things. I yeah. kind of see it as stretching yourself kind of thin. Yeah, but I'll, you're doing it. I'll, so I'll go back tell me. to I'll go back to when I first started working on the ambulance, which was when I first joined the El Paso Fire Department. I worked on Rescue One. Rescue One is notoriously it the sucks. <laughs> most bu- well, at the time it was the busiest rescue yeah. in the city and it, and it sucked I, I hated being on the ambulance I absolutely hated being an EMT honestly at that like in between that time sometime in that time frame the county went to ALS protocols and they were going to start administering IVs uh, some minor medications and so it's like oh well Westside's going to pay for a cert I'll, I'll take it so I, I became an intermediate with very little interest into, you know, the medical side of it. I just thought I could help out more on medical calls at work. I wasn't going to get paid extra. I was actually taking some of my own time off to go to school. I did that and I became an intermediate and I absolutely loved doing the skills. So I was an intermediate for like three years. And I said, you know what? I can get paid extra to already do what I'm practically doing. Mm-hmm. So I became a paramedic and yeah, it was, it was school. School for it was tough. The, the city of El Paso holds this one year program. It's actually six months of classwork and then several months of, you know, clinical rotations, hospital times. I did the paramedic program through the city. And from that point on, I absolutely loved it. It's, it's how you, awesome. How do you think it's affected your fire skills? So it, during that time frame when I was foc- when I was dedicating and focusing all my time in the medic class, it, 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 my my fire skills absolutely lacked, and that was because you know paramedic school is hard. Bobby's actually getting into the next paramedic class, so he'll he'll see that he'll I'll see find that firsthand. Out. And uh, you have to dedicate a lot of time into that. It's a lot of studying. You know, you're, you're for that whole year, your fire skills are gonna lack. It's just the way it is. You know, you can still train up and everything, but you'll forget some. And stuff. keep in mind that Ozzy was a when he was going through medic class. He's still a volunteer firefighter for West Valley. He didn't get a leave of absence or anything. So he was still pulling his regular shifts. He still had to come to all of our trainings. He still had all of his regular duties. So his fire skills may have been lacking, but they were still on point enough to do the job. And that's, I think everyone uses this cop out of like, people think they only have X amount of space in their fucking brain and learning this paramedic skill is going to push all this other stuff out. And it's like, well, not really. And then to be honest, if we look at most of the guys we're working with, they have a lot of free space. It looks like, so they could probably, they could gain a few extra skills. And that's the thing with me, especially if I were to write down every block of time, I don't know if I could do 10 minute increments or hour increments or five minute increments, you will see how many blocks of time in my day that I freaking do nothing with. I do nothing of value at all. And, and, and sometimes that's, that's okay to have certain blocks of time where you don't do anything for whatever reason you decompress or what, whatever, take but, shit. or take a shit. Yeah. yeah. That could be, you know, if we did it today, <laughs> at least 17 hours yeah, of your day, 17 is be hours sleeping. of today was your weekend, dude. Yeah, you're shitting for 17 hours today. I, was I don't even know how you're awake. You or we, bageled out. You should have bageled out. We went to a lot of places since you guys have been here, and you pooped at every place we went, <laughs> except for that last restaurant. So, That's yeah, true. and Taco Bell. But shortly after Taco Bell, oh yeah, then it hit. <laughs> Imagine that weird. <laughs> but so I mean, weird, if you that. break down your day, you really everybody says you don't have the time for it, but really it's should be a matter of like, do you have? Are you willing to make it a priority? And that's a hard question. That's something you have to look yourself in the mirror because whenever you say yes to that question, now you have to put forth effort to it. Otherwise, it's as useless, useful as a resolution you make at the beginning of each year. Right. 
And, and you know what, man? Ultimately, like Bobby mentioned earlier, it's for them. Honestly, I've seen that my paramedic skills have absolutely helped in the county. And keep in mind, we don't run any ACLS. We don't have any uh, powers. There's no we don't, protocol. Yeah, county, our, yeah, our protocols are, you know, as a, as a paramedic, they're very minimal, you know. Okay. They're very minimal. So we can start IVs. We could give Narcan. We can give D50. So I, I'll see, like, a really serious patient. And then I get on the scene with the crew that's been there for, like, maybe three, four minutes before I have. And, um, you know, still sitting at, like, you know, high 80s. I'm like, hey, dude, man, why, why aren't you guys, you know, giving this patient some oxygen or something or wet lung sounds? Why aren't you guys bagging this patient? You know, they, they need mm-hmm. CPAP. But all we have at the time is, you know, BVM. So don't you bag them. Yeah. They're unresponsive or something, you know? So it honestly helps. You know, even if you can't do it, like... You're providing a better level of care. Absolutely. Even yeah. within those same protocols. Yeah. And that's because of your paramedic certification. And, and, and your knowledge, knowledge yeah, that you've yeah. gained and from, the knowledge. from going to the just, class. Just having that knowledge is, is, is amazing, you know? You, right. You, you can make absolutely a difference. And I've been telling the guys at work, you know, because El Paso's got a real big thing of as soon as you tell somebody that, hey, I'm in the medic class, the first thing they say is, oh, you just ruined your... And it's just a, like they just shit on you for it. Automatically. Right? And I'll tell them like, you know, dude, it's like imagine going to fire school and they didn't teach you anything about ventilation. All fire school was was just hose deployments. So then you go to a fire and then you look up and you see these guys on the roof and you're like, well, what are they doing? Oh, that's don't fuck, fuck those guys. Yeah, don't worry about that. Don't worry about that. Yeah, shit. yeah that's that's you don't have to worry about shit. any of that. And then it's like, well, I mean, they know stuff that that I don't know. I kind of want to know that shit. Yeah, and I then, know like, everything. It, it seems to be making things better. So yeah. shouldn't I know that stuff if that's what we're gonna do? And I, that's kind of how I always looked at it. Is the parent, especially with El Paso fire, they're they're paying us to go, and then they're giving us a stipend for completing it. Yeah, not so. not very many you know departments will pay for you to go to school. Yeah, you know that I think if you know you have the opportunity to do it, better do it. yourself. I mean, they're absolutely. paying you to better yourself. Yeah, Why wouldn't you want to do that? I wish we could do that in my yeah. department. You have yeah. departments like us where we don't even run as fucking basics. We're still we're basics, but we basic basics. oxygen. We we run it. we do first responder. Yeah. protocols yeah. Or... i mean it's eca stuff but mm-hmm. basic basics basic basics yeah. and i wish that we had paid like okay you right got all these tcfp certifications but you're not getting shit for them and i'm sure yeah. our city's not the only city that doesn't oh, yeah. have the yeah, budget there's, or there's other cities out there but yeah um, if you work at a department where they're going to pay you to better yourself yeah. freaking do it man mm-hmm. that's awesome and for the most part we're definitely behind the the ball too you know there's a lot there most of texas is paramedic requirement just to show up for the test, the test to join yeah. the department. Like a lot of these departments, you don't even need a fire cert. They'll put you they'll through put that. You, yeah, they'll give us two but shits. About but if fire you have your paramedic cert, you're golden. If yeah. you have your paramedic cert, you're golden, man. Yeah. Yep. And that's that's a good thing. I think that's the city is looking at it as, hey, there's a higher level of care I can get out of this person I'm already paying, yeah. and it's better for the citizens. You know, like. And that is truly for them. That is for yeah. them. That is, and it, like we said, it's ninety percent of what we do. Shouldn't I? get an advanced level of training for 90% yeah. of what I'm fucking and, doing. And I do believe there should be a paramedic yeah. on every call, you yeah. know? No, absolutely. That's in, mm-hmm. And it's, you know, I don't, and I don't think, I honestly don't think that going to this medic class, I'm, I know that I know how I am and I'm going to try and just absorb everything I can. But I also know that I'm not going to walk out of that class and be like, yeah, you know, I know everything. Yeah. I'm, I know I everything. If I, yeah. No, you're not going to know shit. And I'm also going to know that like, Hey, I, I still need to know the fire stuff. Like I'm still going to be going to, to mile high. I'm still trying to go to mile high this year. And uh, when the class is over, I mean, I'm still going to push the fire thing. It's not like, well, once I'm a medic, I'm done being a firefighter. Right. I would say most of the guys we go to these conferences with, a lot of them are 
fire paramedics you know mm-hmm. and it's like well so then why does everybody have such a fucking problem with this thing you know and yeah like they'll say well, oh the, the i'm bringing up the dirty ems word yeah, yeah the reason know? is because you're bettering yourself and you're making yourself look good yeah. which makes them look bad yeah. so they might as well just shit on you because they're hunks of shit well it's hard to look inward that's a tough thing to do i think yeah. um it's easier I, to say that you're screwing up because you're bettering yourself because i don't want to do anything yeah it is it is the easier route. I'll say that. Um, I changed. I had my mind changed today because you see the memes about fire medics and how they're just like you know they're paramedic by license, but they're like shitty medics. Like you wouldn't want to like you see that. And there's that stigma of fire medics. And I always used to think, well, that's probably because they have too much information in their noggin and they've chosen to specialize in medicine as opposed to fire or vice versa. And now I find out that. No, it's like some people do it because of the stipend and because of the increase in pay, not necessarily providing a better service as a paramedic to the public, oh, they could really but because about that. they just want the money. It adds to the paycheck. But to that point, think of how many firefighter basics you work with that are shitty fucking basics or shitty fucking firemen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like just because you're getting additional training doesn't mean you're going to be bad at one or the other. Because I know guys that are basics and they can barely do that mm-hmm. you know and i've got sure. a fireman that yeah. could barely be a fucking fireman mm-hmm. so i think i mean it's comes down to the person that's yeah, doing it's it a but choice, yeah, man. It's, you either want to be good at your job or you don't you don't yeah yeah because you're gonna like us if we were to go to paramedic school and make it through it it's going to be just like anything else we're going to continue to want right. to become better at our craft whether that's paramedicine or forcing doors or Pulling lines, right. pulling water, whatever. Yeah, no, nobody tells us, hey, man, you have to go to paramedic school. It's hey, man, that. you have to go to Mile High. You, hey, man, yeah. it, you it's, have to put in work. I, at least for us, we have to put in work to request these classes. And, and especially for Mile High and this Deep South Conference we're going up to, you know, you, you, you have to, you know, provide a reason on why you want to go to this training and what it's going to do for the department, you know. And now it's turning into we're going to come back and do a training on what we like we're See, gonna, which is great which though, is great yeah, yeah but th- that's actually becoming a formal thing now that the, I wish, our chief is I wish class. we had that but but you do that I, I do that on my own be, I mean yeah. me and Steven we pay for our own training no one pays for it right. it comes out of our pocket we take and we send ourselves somewhere and we go and we learn and then I make it a point to come back sure. and teach that whatever I've learned Absolutely. and we've got guys who've been going to teaks for fucking 25 years now and then come back and they don't share shit which is bullshit. Since we came back from Mile High, Ozzy's been teaching everybody two and a half, and I've been hitting them with ladders just because it's like, dude, there's this way of throwing a ladder that I never knew about. So I'm pretty sure the flip? none of you fucks. Oh, all right, oh, the so, flip is so sweet. Oh, here we go. No, all right, so hold on. <laughs> wait a second. All right, let me ask you this. This sounds like a touchy subject. It's it's not, to, but again, so it kind of goes back to the shocking thing. If that's what you want to do, that's cool. But I'm going to openly say that's fucking stupid. I'm not to flip the ladder? One. I'm not going to do it on scene. It's just Okay, cool. exactly. So at least you're saying Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because so I met Fives the other day. And, you know, you know, remember, keep in mind, Fives is, we got a lot of fuckers there. 19 I, dudes. I walk by and there's these, the guys are out in the back. The new guys, the trainees are out there. And they're they're doing they're, this one guy. Are you talking about flipping them. onto the high shoulder? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. And he's trying to show them this flip thing, this flip thing. And, and I'm kind of like. Okay, so I walk over there and I'm just, I didn't say anything. I just kind of sat in the corner and like there, and a couple of the dudes that were there were trainees that I had as an instructor. So I'm like, hey man, uh, why don't you put it up? He goes, oh, oh, okay, okay. And he goes to go put it up and he totally fucks it up. And I'm like, it's cool, dude. Uh, try it again. Like, let me show you where you fucked up. Let's try it again. And he still fucks it up. And I'm like, so you've been spending 30 minutes practicing putting this thing on your shoulder, but not, but you it. don't know how to get it off your shoulder when. We're going to take this off the rack on the rig and doing this flip thing is totally irrelevant because the flip thing is like, well, the ladder's on the ground. 
So why would one, when is my ladder ever on the ground? It's either coming out of the back of the ladder truck or it's coming off of a rack on, a, on an engine. So what is this flip thing all about? And then if you guys are spending all this time doing this, get it on the shoulder, you should at least spend the equal amount of time getting it off your fucking shoulder. Oh, definitely. Me and the Rook, I had yeah. I had the Rook out there after we saw the video of, of some guys flipping it, and it looked fucking sweet. I was like, I'm going to do that. So you pull it out of the back of the rig, and I, you know, you leave it on to catch that back step of the rig, mm-hmm. and then from right there, you could flip it right on your shoulder, take it, stab it into the ground, flip it up on the fucking building, turn it, it's so bad and it's so fast. Mm-hmm. It's such a fast ladder raise. I, so here's the thing: I practice this in the academy. I practice the ladder raise. I know that with a 24 foot ladder, I need more practice to be able to do it. Um, especially if you've been throwing ladders all day and you're tired. So maybe first one, first round of the box, you can do it. But after that, you can't. I think it's a cool skill because you don't have to set it down on the ground. But the thing is, you have to ask yourself: Why are you learning this part of the skill? Is it to look cool, mm. or is it to get it onto your shoulder? because it's really hard to put it up on your shoulder. So why do people put it up on your shoulder? Because now it's high up and you can stab it in the ground for a rapid setting up the ladder, throwing the ladder. And were you so guys doing it's all that about gear? You yeah. guys are training with oh, Scott, yeah. everything. With SCBA. So, well, that's what, you know, and that's the thing is like, if you're going to train to do that, you better train to do it with all the shit on. Cause that flip looks cool until I've got 15 pounds of negative weight behind me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Counterbalancing me. Plus I've got my gloves on and all this other shit that's, and the, well, the, the guy's video, right. whatever that guy's name is, um, he, he does it in with a Scott and everything. And I know, and, and good for him. That's oh, yeah. cool he that he's definitely doing do it. it. But the problem I'm seeing is these bozos are seeing this shit and they're trying to emulate it. Oh, yeah. You got to tell them how to do it right. But they're not I getting tell, the fundamentals yeah, right. Yeah. And then I tell saying. them to put the ladder up and they do this thing where they're like stabbing the bottom of the building and like mm-hmm. raising. And I'm like, dude, oh my God, fuck. Like <laughs> you're so interested in getting it on your shoulder, but you yeah. have no idea getting it off. about getting well, it off. And I, I'm just, I'm just defending the ladder flip. I didn't know this was a touchy subject, but I'm defending the ladder flip just because, like, for me, yeah, it's, co- it looks cool, but it looks really fucking stupid when you do it wrong. Oh yeah, right. Smack yourself in the teeth. You're so, that. so <laughs> you gotta know what you're doing. You gotta know, and you gotta know why. And, you, I mean, it's like, are you doing it to look cool? I'm gonna yeah. bring it up to that. If you're doing it to look cool, then fuck off. Or are you working at a department like we are, and you're the guy that has to get the ladder and throw it by yourself? Like I'm not. Footer, I don't throw ladders to impress people. That's not the point no, of no, throwing no. ladders, and, right? And we, we do single twenty-four too. That's a requirement to graduate from our single firefighter raising yeah. a twenty-four yeah. foot ladder. Yeah. We have yeah. to do it too. But I mean, but yeah, you don't have I, to I don't, flip I don't it. Know about, yeah, I don't know about the flip thing. <laughs> so, and one of my one of my really fun things that I've been doing lately is asking these guys fly in or fly out, and why. Okay. And everybody wants to tell me fly out, and I say, well, why? Why does the fly have to be out? And everybody's like, well, because they said so. I'm like, who? I don't know, the people at the TA. And I was yeah, like, well, for one, I work at the TA and everybody's a fucking idiot over there. So I'll just tell you right now, like, that's not a good measure. The fly, I mean, the companies have come out. Well, hold on. This is the reason I got. Let me tell, tell me if you got this reason. Because the manufacturer says to do the, put it, fly. The, so they, when you read the letter out. that the company published, they clearly said, like, you lose 3%. Well, however, we recommend fly out. Mm-hmm. You're only losing 3% of the ladder strength. So 3% on a ladder that's tested to that weight is that's that's pretty it's minimal it's minimal you know yeah. like that's not shit and when you look at the time save so i can take a ladder from my shoulder pitch it to where the halyard the fly is facing the building and the halyard is on my side mm-hmm. raise it in two pulls and have it up against the building oh yeah super yeah. super fast and i guarantee you the victim yeah. coming out of that window could give two fucks and I was yep. about to bring oh, where yeah. that Definitely. where that fly is that's what i was about to get you know man it, yeah. it depends if you're gonna rescue it doesn't matter shit no yeah. just get it, it but, it, but if if you're gonna climb up there to do some work 
that fly is going to get it's going to get in the way if the if the fly and is it facing takes the two building seconds to have you can it on kick it out or you know yeah. you're, you're kicking it out it, it, it doesn't take long but so for I, rescue, if you want rescue, speed. It oh, doesn't yeah. fucking I want it quick. Matter. Absolutely I want it not. Yeah. I want it mm-hmm. And one of the coolest things that they did at Mile High was when we would come up with a ladder and it was within arm's reach, the victim, the instructor was playing, the victim was grabbing it. And that they that never happened to me because we were always at a, a right. sterile oh, training yeah, academy of course. throwing a, a ladder against the guy the out there is coaching you. And he would grab that ladder and like jerk it away from you. And you were like, oh, fuck. But like, where are you going? Like, and it, <laughs> it totally messed you up. And he's like, dude, if somebody's in a window and they're their option is either grab the ladder or die. They're going to do every ounce of energy they have is taking that ladder from you. And I never fucking thought about that. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And it was it was super awesome that they brought that to our attention. I like, haven't... You guys got to get that ladder up away from the building, extend it away from the building, and then mm-hmm. lower, lower it to it, them yeah. in that, the right spot. That's the same thing whenever you see... I've, and that's I, how we've trained to do it. We do it right next to the window, and then you put it where and it's And then at. flip it over. But your firefighter, Latham, he's a he likes this show quite a bit. And I don't know why he hasn't been on yet. But Latham was the one who showed me that, where you could, and it just cuts out a couple steps. The the halyard's right there, and it's super quick, and it worked. And we practiced on it, and it sped up all of our ladder throwing times like substantially. Yeah. So, so like Jesse, when Jesse and I were, were sending videos back and forth to each other, and he pitched the ladder, and his his time was whatever, and I was like, okay, watch this, and I put it up, and our, like my time was like 18 seconds from getting it off the truck on my shoulder, walking X distance, pitching it, and extending it, and then laying it into the building, and it was like. He texted me back, like, how the fuck did you do that? I was like, just watch your video and cut this out, cut this out, cut this mm-hmm. out, cut that. And he's like, oh, shit, I didn't even fucking think about that. I was like, yeah. man, just, just get away from the building for one, mm-hmm. you know, and then don't don't lower it in until it's time to fucking do work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the only time that matters. Yep, you're right. And uh, back to the whole grabbing the ladder at the top and, and, and throwing a curveball. Yeah. Uh, so I was a lifeguard for, I guess, the first 10 years since I was 14. So 10 to 24, I was a lifeguard. Or at least I always maintained it. And I went to a lot of shitty lifeguard classes. And I went to one really good lifeguard class. And you go out into deep water and you got to save somebody. And they're conscious and they're drowning and they're thrashing around. Sometimes they'll just thrash around on the surface of the water. Well, this particular training, and I wasn't ready for it. The guy grabs me and brings me down and pushes me down and holds me under the water. And I had to... I broke his nose or made him bleed. I, I know he bled. I don't know if I broke his nose, but I threw a punch cause I was now drowning <laughs> and I thought he was going to get really mad at me Threw the punch and then went under, went around and grabbed him and took him away. And when I got out of the water, he was like, sometimes I like, that was perfect. You got to do that sometimes. Yeah, so like yeah. sometimes you got to hurt the person to like, to make sure that you can still save them. Yeah. Yeah. You know, was, it was a curveball that you don't yeah. think about because in a sterile training environment where you, Oh, we're going to make every, everybody's going to walk out of here with their cert. Like, don't worry about that. No yeah. stress. You're all going to get it. You just, thanks so for your time. You thanks for showing yeah. up. Yeah. yeah. So you don't learn anything. And then you actually go out to save somebody who's drowning and they pull that shit. What are you going to do? Oh yeah. Right. In my rescue diver class that I took up in New York, yeah. That's what you did. You dove down there and that was one of your skills you had to do was they would yeah. rip your mask off and they'd rip your, your breather out of your mouth. And then you had to go and redo your bottle and get it all fixed underwater and then purge your mask and get all the water out of your eyes and mm-hmm. then still save them. Yeah. yeah. We did They're that losing their shit. rescue training yeah. too. Yeah. Teach program did that to us. Like drownproofing shit. And it's like, yep. first time someone does that to you, you're like, it's a little nerve wracking. You're an instructor, but I'll punch the shit out of you. Like, like, I I will fucking hit you. <laughs> and I'm not about water. That was one of the, that was one of the things I was trying to do is get over that fear. Well, that's why you're the plug. 
The plug. That's why you're the plug. Yeah. You're naturally buoyant, though. I mean, you'll never sink. I don't think so. I, I swim like a rock. Straight he's, down. He's Whoever said that, that shit was a fucking liar because I sink. That's Play the Cody. Yeah. Yeah. I remember one of the fastest swimmers I ever went up against was this massive, like, hippo of a person. And they just, they were on Have top of the water. Have you seen swim? Yeah. 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 Fucking with no exactly. Hippo. Yeah. yeah. I couldn't well, keep up with them. Jesse, the guy from earlier, he's, he he's swims a like a motherfucker. Man, yeah. and you, you know, Jesse, I love you, but looking at that guy, you'd never guess he could swim. You'd be mm-hmm. like, no, you're like a floater. <laughs> you're not a swimmer, you're a floater, but <laughs> he swims pretty good, man. Yeah. 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 Well, I got flippers on, I'm good. Yeah. Other than that, no. <laughs> Straight arms, that's all I got. But mm-hmm. Shay, uh, shout out to Jesse Esterline from Battalion One from El Paso Fire. Yeah, it was really cool to meet you, Jesse. That was good stuff, dude. Had a good time hanging out with you. Uh-huh. We have some cool ideas. We're gonna hit you up with later. You're gonna you're gonna be a you're gonna be guest. a star. Yeah. We're gonna be a star. star. We're gonna make you famous. Yeah, Jesse Esterline. You're gonna be the voice behind the dicks that saw Lost Straws. Yeah, you're gonna narrate them. <laughs> so I wanted to go to the Union Bar, and that's where we met Jesse and Ozzy. And uh, then I found out, you know, none of the firefighters drink at the firefighter bar. <laughs> it's it's a biker bar, man. Yeah. yeah. It was so weird. It was like all firefighter stuff, but yeah. no, no firemen. We were literally the only firemen, and even the bartender was when, not. When, when yeah. Bobby told me about it, you guys are going to go to the hydrant? Why? Yeah. <laughs> that was my first. I've been on the job for seven, seven years. I've never been to that place, man. I've well, I'm glad never. we got to share some firsts. I mean, yeah. that's what oh, relationships yeah. are all that's about. That's we're right. going to remember that. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was clean. It was, it was nice a bar. in there. Mm-hmm. It had beer. Yeah, it was cold. Yeah. That would have been a gold five-star in Pampa. <laughs> that would have blown everything in Pampa out of the water. Oh, yeah. Which, Bobby, you went to one of our bars in Pampa with me. It's kind probably... of the place that you think you're going to get stabbed, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> sure. You walk in there and you're like, I could get stabbed here today. Was you it, walk in there the and you just breathe. And you're it's like, pretty similar to Cabaret, yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> you walk in there and you breathe. You're like, yep, I got AIDS. Yeah. <laughs> the first time I went to one of those bars, uh, this guy showed up. And I, it was right before I got up there. But the people I was meeting, they were like, yeah, this, this kid shows up wearing a hoodie and says he has a whole like tool set that he will sell anybody. And the owner of the bar sitting there drinking, he's like, you didn't steal that from my truck, did you? And he takes off. <laughs> so everybody in that bar apparently went out and checked all their vehicles. I mean, it's in a kind of a shady part of town. And uh, yeah. So if there's... All if, the bars are like real shady. That's because yeah. your town is shady. There's no light in that shady fucking <laughs> place. It's, bro, it's what do you mean? Shady. All sh- everything's in a shady part of shady town. Yeah. <laughs> Everything's shady yeah. about You're right. town. You're right. So, I mean, I can't fucking Anthony sucks, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> at least like, you have streetlights. Yeah, we fucking homeboy yeah. the other day robbed a bank. Oh, yeah, we had Straight a guy rob a bank. bank. Uh-huh. They took all $12 from him. Or? Yeah. <laughs> it's insane. I didn't know people still robbed banks. I didn't, yeah, I didn't either. either. I thought you could just hack into a people's accounts. Yeah. Right? And get with the times, old man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all the millennials are like, that's why you don't keep money in a bank. Shit like that. Yeah. Yeah. I think when it happened, like the tones dropped for PD and they're like, get the fuck yeah, out come of on. here. Bank robbery? Yeah. Nah. What do you do? Rob them with an app? Come on. <laughs> and they hauled ass to the scene and he was gone. They found him though in Amarillo. Oh, you know, we never made it to fives, huh? I no, think about no, that. we never, didn't. We never, just saw it. Yeah, drove you guys by it on the way to the bar, but we never actually stopped at Fives and, mm-hmm. and saw the, the mega station. And Big Dog was there, man. You guys could have met Big Dog. Oh, oh Big, Big Dog. Dog. <laughs> Sorry, it sounds just like imagine this table with a head on it. That's, <laughs> <laughs> that's Eddie. And he still hasn't listened to the podcast. Yeah, he still hasn't heard it, man. He still hasn't oh, heard man. it. He's getting hip surgery here a uh, couple weeks. So he may Is got, it from he, the waddle? It's, it's from, he's, he claims yeah. it's from sports. I'm guessing it's a crushing injury from weight. If I had to, if I had to guess, it's from 40 years <laughs> of carrying around a little bit of extra something. But. <laughs> I love you, Big Dog. 
That's right. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, we didn't get to go by there. So if you guys could go to any training anywhere, even worldwide, and money wasn't a factor, say someone was going to sponsor you guys, what would, what would you pick? I know we talked about uh, Art of Firemanship mm-hmm. in Harrisburg. I think that would be pretty high on my list. Mm-hmm. Uh, Portland would be pretty. PDX would be pretty high for me, too. I want to go to Oath Keepers. Oath Keepers looks fucking good. Smoke mm-hmm. Diver. Uh, Georgia oh, smoke Georgia diver. Smoke Diver. Yeah, Ozzy yeah. wants to do Georgia Smoke Diver. Uh, he yeah. thinks he's a Navy SEAL, so. That's, <laughs> that's true. I mean, all the nasty girls do. Yeah. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Yeah, they they put like, on their costume for I've one weekend. Some shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, guy. Ozzy's, you, like, you like, Ozzy's like nervously laughing. Come on, Ozzy. Come on, Ozzy. Talk shit to him. It'll be fun. I can't, bro. I can't. That's the thing. Talk shit to Cody. He actually got blown up, so. I can't. No, it's all it's all good though. I don't know, That's man. That's the thing if about I, the military though. It's cool that y'all bust each other's balls. Oh, yeah, yeah, you have yeah, to. Yeah. I, I was think, actually I think it's fun that they let us bust their balls even though we haven't deployed. Uh, yeah, we, haven't we deployed to the east side today and that was our fucking yeah, adventure. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Steven deployed the fucking Africa, Africa and, and had the, the time store. of my life. Yeah. Yeah, yeah drinking like Chibutu or Chibuku. Chibuku beer. Yeah. To no pig beer. Rough rough times. Yeah. Have you been in the Africa restaurant by the bar? Africa right I wanted there's to a, go, but we totally Africa spaced. Right there by the bar. No, and there's it, a little well, market there, too. First of all, too. I don't go anywhere past Station 5. That's I say true, Station yeah, 5 yeah. just because I have to Because you have there. to work there, yeah. yeah that's that's what I was telling these guys. I don't ever come to the East. All right. That's as far east as Bobby, I Bobby, next time you're in that part of town, you're going to stop in there, and you're going to have a meal, and you're going to tell me how it goes. Uh, okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You need to deploy okay. to the okay. African restaurants. I need, to, I need to deploy to the east side again. Uh-huh. Damn it. Uh-huh. I'll, let, I'll call the guys at 25s and see if they'll give me a bed I can stay in. <laughs> it takes me 45 minutes to drive all the way over there. So <laughs> Start putting your war paint on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Getting your AR ready to yeah. go. Whoa. Hey. Whoa. <laughs> you never know, Stephen. I'm trying to think of a, like an eating utensil that starts with an R, but nothing's coming to mind. Uh, we showed Steven guns today, and it was the most nervous minute of his life. He, he got all sweaty, and was like, oh, my God, Betha would be so upset if he saw these. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, what if they jump out of their case? Yeah. I'm going I'm to call, call Hillary so she can come take these away from you. Like, you and know, Cody were like, good, call that bitch. You know, these things are built to kill, right? That's what they do. Oh, that's, yeah. I have a whole bunch of them. They ain't killed nobody. So. Yet. Yet. <laughs> exactly. So, There's the yet uh, thing. Here, right? No, don't even get started. Everybody, yeah, I, yeah, I have this idea about a lot of gun owners. I think that I think they're a great investment. I think it, people who have huge collections, they're smart because guns aren't going to lose their value. Oh, they're gold. And, and when I, shit it's, hits it's, the fan, yeah, that's, yeah. that's as good as they, gas They hold their right value in, in more ways than just monetary, right? So that's cool. But I have an idea or a theory of some gun owners who they just have this fantasy and there's there's comedy videos on YouTube where they live this out. And they're like, man, I would just love to kill somebody. Like, that's why I have all these guns because one day somebody's going to come attack me and I'm, I'm going to get to shoot them. I have never met a person. Like I have. That. I think there's. I think there's somebody out there like that. I don't know. I don't think so. I know you one person. New, you need new friends. No, I know one person. <laughs> I know one person for sure. Well, if you'd stop shitting on everybody, people would stop wanting to kill you. <laughs> no, he doesn't want to kill me. He just fantasizes about his house getting broken into and him being this hero saving his family. I think a lot and of that, that shit guy, is talk, that though, guy right? who does that, is the guy that's going to cry and shit his yeah, pants <laughs> and not be able to do anything. I know because I know. we had those guys. Yeah. In the, like an army when the shit hit the fan yeah all they did was hunker down behind something <laughs> and were 
could like not they move. talked the biggest they game return fire yeah and then you had to go over there and smack the fuck out of them uh-huh. to get them out of the field of fire <laughs> because all they can do is cry and you're like where are you at tough guy oh thought you were gonna come over here and just fucking kill everybody yeah uh-huh. no, you're a bitch you're gonna murk some yeah. fools <laughs> and uh, you know what happens uh-huh. they go work in the fucking chow hall <laughs> That's what happens. Now okay. you become a liability. KP duty all day long. That's it. Yep. So is that something you report to your uh, oh, and everybody CEO or it. something? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You just start. It's like this, uh-huh. but with bullets flying. Okay. Everybody's like, oh, my God, look at this fucking pussy over here. <laughs> and everybody's <laughs> like, oh, you're a fucking bitch. And they're like throwing a grenade. There's like and, bullets flying and shit. Oh, dude, it was <laughs> so awesome. Uh-huh. It was so fun. Okay. I don't know. I had a real intense paintball experience once, but that's like the most I can relate to that. Is right. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Paintball got real intense and Jimmy yeah. didn't want to pull the trigger. And it hurts. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he just didn't pull the trigger. <laughs> They're going to capture the flag, Jimmy. God damn it. Do something. <laughs> I had a, I had a uh, uh, fucking 4-4 cab guy. He uh, froze up on us. He was attached with us and he was a sapper. And we started speak, taking... Speak English for the rest yeah, of us. Yeah, we, we don't know. Okay. A sapper's... A dude who he's demolitions. <laughs> he carries the C four. Okay. Okay. You know he's attached with us. Things that go boom. He carries. Yeah. Whenever we'd find a weapons cache with these guys, <laughs> I don't blame them. They'd carry all this C four and all this fucking deck cord and everything with them. Yeah. And whenever we find a weapons cache, they would just unload it right there, <laughs> so they didn't have to carry the shit anymore. <laughs> and the explosion that it would cause was ten times more than it needed to be. And then we'd get in trouble because there's fucking shrapnel and shit flying and hitting the other company who's patrolling on the other side of the fucking River Valley. That's cool. Oh, yeah, it was badass. They carried the APOBs and they'd shoot it across the houses and it's just frag grenades attached to C4 and it'd just blow fucking houses in half. And you just didn't want to carry them anymore, so you're like, let's blow this house up. (laughs) You know, whatever. I don't think you can say those things. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) It happens. This guy over here fucking drooling, right? He's such a bummer under the table. uh, (laughs) Can't wait to go to Djibouti and blow shit up. (laughs) They got houses there, right? (laughs) He's just like itching, like, as soon as he gets like with a sapper, they just go shoot one over a fucking butt. He's like, come on, bro. Just do it. Come on, just blow stuff up. I heard a story that you guys blow shit up. So you had a 44 calf guy. Yeah, and and, uh, we started taking contact from this fucking asshole climbed up in one of these little trees and started popping rounds off at us, and it split up our patrol. Well, you patrol on the line because you got your guy with the valon and he's clearing the minefields and shit. And I mean, you can have the dogs with you or whatever, but they're the guy in front leading the route. Uh-huh. So you step everywhere he steps and you're hoping not to get your ass blown up. And uh, what happened was when he started making contact with us, it split our patrol up and we had guys running to the left and guys running up and hugging the wall next to the right. And that's where this 4-4 cab guy was. He was just stuck, frozen. He couldn't do shit. And he didn't go in the infantry, but, you know, he was going to be deployed to uh, combat ops. And But he was just fucking frozen, man. And I had to shoulder fire a fucking 240 Bravo just to get us out from where we were at back to the line so we could move and fucking murk this guy. Well, tell him what shoulder and, in a 240 Bravo is. Yeah, you know, me, me and Steven looked like, at each oh, other like, so, okay, that, so that's bad. Yeah, yeah. That sounds <laughs> crazy. Firing a fucking, it's like grabbing a fucking five-inch hose man with a fucking Oz on it, and you're uh, fucking, you know. <laughs> you just stand up and decide to open the bitch. So, okay. yeah, I guess that's the best hmm. way I could, I could say it. Yeah. But uh-huh. It was just a fucking big-ass machine gun that I decided to fucking try to shoulder fire, and that <laughs> son of a bitch run... Uh-huh. Up and I almost dropped the fucking thing. And did, you, then... do you, did you watch uh, In the Army now? 
No. With Polly Short? Have uh-uh. you seen him in the army now? Uh-uh. I think I've seen, I've seen him uh, in it, but I I've seen him in lots of movies, no. like Biodome, Son-in-Law. Yeah, Son-in-Law was yeah. awesome. I feel like, no offense to like you and your service, but I feel like you'd be like Polly Short from in the army now. <laughs> 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 like every fucking dude in the army, though. Man. Really, <laughs> Probably. I don't know. But that's a good thing about Shenanigans that. just left and mm-hmm. right. Oh, dude, that's all, all, that's all we did. Oh, yeah. That's all we did. Can you tell us about the time you made a pocket pussy? Oh, I know yeah. we've talked about it very briefly before. Why do you want to bring this up here? <laughs> because it's great. Come on, tell us. All you right. tell everybody at the station. Okay. There's women in the room, but... So Stephen they're, brought this up. Asleep. They're asleep. Yeah, they're, they, they lost interest. Okay, so it's Afghanistan. I just got my ass blown off. Uh-huh. I'm bored. There's not a lot to do. You go to this little wounded warrior section. Uh, I'm like, just got out of my first surgery. I'm fucked up still. And I'm just chilling, waiting to, you know, get on a bird and head to uh, launch stool to have my second surgery. Stick and berries, they're there. You just <laughs> need to make sure they work. Oh, no. They worked. By the, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like hour two, I was out of surgery. I was like, well, I need to do something. Like, I'm bored now. <laughs> so, uh, me and my buddy, uh, Sergeant Montgomery, me and him got together. And uh, for whatever reason, we started talking about pocket pussies. And he was like, you know, you can make one. I was like... Let's do that. <laughs> we're, do that. Like we're we're both injured. Yeah. He got blown up. I mean, he got fucked up too. But anyway, uh, we we're just bored. Like there's nothing. There's not a lot to do. Uh-huh. They, there's like some homeboy like just chilling on the Xbox with like his leg missing. There's like ma- mass reruns <clears throat> on the little corner TV. Yeah. You're just like there's no cable or anything. There's a couple rooms where you can like read books and just die in your misery, or you can pull <laughs> shenanigans, which is what we decided to do. So we get online. We like walk, I'm on crutches, right? So I'm like everywhere all over the fucking candle heart fob. And it's forever, everywhere you walk. And by the way, when I got blown up, there there's blood and shit all over my stuff. So they had to cut all my gear off me. They had to cut my uniform off me. I have nothing on. And when I wake up in the hospital at Candlehar, they've got like these little donated clothes and like the, the people, the fucking Institute of the Blind made like these shorts or some shit. And mm-hmm. I've got like a cotton t-shirt on and little cotton choney shorts and like it's got a left pocket, but that's it. So no place to carry. I don't have an ID card, anything like that. I'm fucking just on crutches, you know, chilling in my t-shirt and my shorts in my unit. They haven't been able to make it to Candlehar yet. So I'm still waiting on them to bring up, bring my shit from the cop and just, we go to the MWR. We get on the computer, how to make pocket pussy. There's 9,000 ways of doing it. I'm not the only one, guys. Like, people, people have put this shit on the internet for you to look at. Like, they've done it. They've tested it. They've fucking figured it out. Uh-huh. Like, here's the best way to do it. Here's the wrong ways to do it. Like, all over the fucking world, people have done it. So, I find the first one. I'm like, looking at the ingredients list. <laughs> and I'm like, like, brownie, like a, yeah. I'm like nah, I can't get all that. Too much work. I go to the next one. I'm like, ooh. I can get that. We have that. I'm going to do this one. Uh-huh. Really simple ingredients list. Banana, microwave, duct tape. I was like, we've got a microwave. I can get a banana from the chow hall, and there's duct tape back at the hooch. So I was like, okay, we're doing this one. And he's, he already pushed out by this time. He's like, you're fucking nuts. You ain't going to do it, pussy. I'm like, well, okay. At this point, it's a challenge. Oh, oh yeah. I'm like, okay. It's going to happen. It's, it sounds a lot like American pie, except instead of a pie, it's a banana. Oh, yeah. And duct tape. Okay, so <laughs> I, I crutch my ass from the MWR over to uh, Chow Hall and make my way in the Chow Hall. 
I'm in choney shorts, like little tiny choney shorts that are way above the knee, at least five inches above Tell the knee. Ranger panties? Oh, yeah. They're, <laughs> they're so bad. So I'm on crutches. How am I going to crutch myself all the way the fuck back to the hooch with a banana in my hand? You don't do that. you got to have to dump them in the shorts and just like... You didn't want to put it in your mouth? No. That wasn't going to happen. No, because he would have swallowed it. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Would have so, gone down his gullet. Yeah. Yeah. So I got this banana just like flopping around in my shorts. And the shorts that we have... Did you, like, hold on, wait, but did you like it? Like, was it oh, dude. Was it happening <laughs> oh, in your yeah, I was like, everybody I walked by, especially like the, the female officers and shit, I was like... Like, like exaggerating my hips out, yeah. like this giant thing just flopped around in my pants. Was like, you like what you see? Yeah, totally. Cody's like, for what? For once, this is nice. Like, I was like, yeah. So this is what it's this like. This is what it's like. Yeah. Oh, okay. Tell it the other side. Yeah. Tell it. Tell it's like starts flopping sideways and stuff. And it's just like, Does he have a smiley face in here? Yeah, something's wrong with that. There's two eyes in a. Sh- what the fuck is that? It's hanging by a thread. Yeah. Anyway, with our uh, with our little Tony PT shorts that we had. There's a little netting inside of them, so you could like always stuff stuff in there, and it wouldn't fall out. So what all else would you stuff in there? <laughs> Sounds <laughs> like you've stuffed more things. You're supposed to always have your fucking ID card on you for one. There's a little pocket that goes oh. just specifically for your ID card because they could ask for it. In the get, shorts. Oh, yeah. You get oh. fucked up all the time if you don't have your ID card. Okay. Well, I don't have one anyway. <laughs> so I'm just crutching my ass all the way back to the hooch with this giant banana in my pants. <laughs> and the what it said was you cut the end of the banana... Then you squeeze a banana out of it without breaking the peel. Then you duct tape it and you microwave the bitch. The peel. <laughs> yep. So it's the peel. It's the peel. I see the appeal. Can you see that? Yeah. yeah. I can, I this, can is, see this is also why penguins cheat on their <laughs> <laughs> By the way. So then it was like, okay, microwave for like 30 seconds. And uh, then. So, yeah. Then you do it. Yeah. So I was like. Duct tape, cut it. Oh, I thought that was. Yeah, I don't know. You made your own sound effects while you did it. Like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, you're gonna it's, get your dirty banana. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it didn't. It didn't work out as planned. I didn't think it through completely. The banana. So, the banana was too big. Is that what? <laughs> no. No. You needed a smaller banana. So I go to the bathroom after I got my banana duct taped, and I go into the fellatio time. And what happens was, is the banana is duct taped way too fucking tight, and there's absolutely no way this is going to work. <laughs> so, like, I'm trying to force this in there, and it's like, <laughs> like, it's not going to work. So, there's just this fucking banana massacre all over the bathroom. <laughs> Can you imagine, like, walking in, and there's a banana hole? Here's the thing. Stall, like, like, when your leg's <laughs> fucked up, and you're, like, you just been blown up, and you're on crutches... <laughs> Yeah, and you're on crutches. You're, you don't. The last thing you're thinking about is cleaning up your fucking mess you just made. You're like, fuck that. You can't I bend just, over. No, so. I just like hopped up on my leg and just crutched my way out, and there's just banana massacre all over the place. He so, went to the handicap stall and put it in the little handrail and was trying to get his. It didn't work. So it was like a zero star out of five. So if anybody tries this, don't uh-huh. use the banana. Apparently, loosen that motherfucker up, or better judge yourself. Give yourself more credit. <laughs> it did not work. Yeah. It was a massive fail. Well, great. Okay. I wanted to get that story out of you because I had my humiliating circumcision little rant and now this Dude, is Dude, I was driving to work when that payback, one bitches. Out, and I was like, God, this podcast is getting weird as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and now you're a part of it. Yeah, I know. Now you're a part of this weirdness. Uh, yeah. Steven did this, by the way. This was him. Yeah. He, he wanted this to come out. I'm listening to Steven's dick conversation for 15 minutes on the way to work. That's fun. That's why the picture on the pillow is so appropriate, that, though. See, it's very it fitting. It's yes, very fitting. and it, it made me feel really, really good. Like, we're going to have to go home with sex of all the shirts 
and a tool and patches and stickers and challenge coins that we've The worst gotten. thing about fucking a banana. <laughs> oh, I thought we were past this. Okay. okay. The worst part about fucking a banana is when you come home from Afghanistan, you look, your wife, your, you look at your wife in the eyes and you say, I've done something. <laughs> I've, I've seen some shit. I've well, seen some before. shit. It's like, honey, what do you like mean? Ozzy's going to be Honey, it's going to be okay. Like, we can work I've through this. Just tell shit. me. You're, as soon like, when you leave here for Djibouti, I'm going to get your, I'm going to send you just boxes of bananas. And dude, fucking like, duct tape. And duct tape. You're going to get duct tape and bananas oh, shipped dude, to you. That's happening. That will that happen. That is going to happen, buddy. Don't forget the microwave. Yeah, so when, <laughs> when, when do you deploy? Uh, sometime in October. Okay, we'll get the address. We'll get some bananas. And uh, anybody yeah. listening can go ahead and send <laughs> bananas and, and duct tape. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We will, we will it's get like 20 or 30 bucks to send over a care package overseas, usually, right? Not too bad. Not too yeah. bad. So I think that's worth it. Yeah. For your sanity. And you're going to have to take one. Yeah. But hide, <laughs> yeah, yeah. hide that motherfucker or she will be used <laughs> by everyone. <laughs> and they're open with it. I'm guessing they don't clean it. So. Oh, no. I never had one. But I'm kind of glad we didn't join the army, Steven. I, I am too. Happened. I've heard stories Dude, from like Navy you, guys whenever, on ships. Yeah. When you're you know, over there, yeah, no. there's, there's no rules. It's like you're in international waters. I'm gonna call. Yeah. Je- I'm gonna call Jesse tomorrow and be like, "Hey man, did you ever fuck the bananas? <laughs> did you guys do the bananas?" He's gonna be like, "No, nah, I didn't do a banana, but they had a fucking melon." There. Yeah, there was this one grapefruit in Qatar that was just legit, dude. Legit. Yep. Banana was the wrong way to go. You yeah. gotta go grapefruit. Yeah. Yeah. But Andrew, you're a cocksucker. I know you don't listen to this, but he did, he made me do it. He said, he said I wouldn't do it, so I had to do it. Right, that's fair enough. No yeah. Goals. So I kind of thought about, I wanted to ask you guys a couple questions about uh, the podcast and how that's been going. I thought that would be kind of cool to put out there. I know that as a listener of other podcasts. Yeah, we'll uh, break the fourth guys, wall, yeah, right? Yeah, it's kind of be like, yeah. Yeah, well, it's the, I'm going to reverse interview these fucking guys. So. Reverse us. So number one, um, what is it like to, so for me, you know, the whole fanboy thing kicks out. So, I mean, you guys had uh, Brian on, who was, you know, that was, he was one of my big guys, but you're talking to some of the big names in the industry right now. What's it like for you guys to be able to just sit down and have conversations with, some of these guys that the rest of us are, you know, we're all fucking drooling over these dudes. Mm-hmm. I mean, some of the shit they're doing, we're like, fuck, I wish I could just have 20 minutes with this guy at a bar to hang out and see what he's like. And you guys are getting hour-long conversations with him. That's why we started this podcast, was to see if we could do something like that. Because we live in an isolated town, far away from anywhere. Like, just to travel out, like, we don't have an international airport. Everything's costs more to do to get out of this town. And I think that's typical of a lot of rural areas. So this just seemed like a great way to do it. And then to really get to the meat of the question before the interview, before the call, while you're just messaging them or whatever, it's, it is nerve wracking, especially yeah. if you really admire the person. Um, but like Cody always reminds me, like they're just people. And we learned that almost immediately. I don't think we've had a single douchebag on the show like and they could be the biggest name or the smallest name and everybody's been like really <sighs> i remember listening to this song by a band called dead to fall and it was not, titled not mainstream. no not mainstream not at mainstream. all not. can't be and they have a song where the chorus is all your heroes well all my heroes have failed me and all your heroes will fail you and and it's kind of true i've met famous people that were just total dick bags but with this podcast that hasn't happened like we're all firefighters yeah. and yeah so well, when it, for for me, at the very beginning, it happened. Like I always listen. I mean, I was listening to Robbie Owens' podcast, and then I kind of like for one day, like I was, I sent him a message on Twitter or some shit, and he messaged me back, and I was like, "Holy fuck!" Like little fanboy moment. Talked to me, yeah, I was like, yeah. "Oh my god!" And We're then, just two dumb fucks from Pampa. Yeah, and yeah. then uh, then we started talking about a podcast, and I I hit Stephen up with the idea. 
I said, Stephen, you know, let's 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 fucking start a podcast. Let's just do it. And yeah. so we just decided, okay, let's we're gonna research it. We're gonna figure out the best equipment to use and and, and just, how like the direction we want the show to go. And it turned yeah, into an interview show. So we and tried to interview. We talked about for our favorite episode. podcast. Like, what's your favorite podcast? And he told me, and I was like, well, mine's fucking uh, Pat McAfee show. Like, mm-hmm. I, that's the kind of shit I like. Just dudes talking. Mm-hmm. It makes the time go by. You have fun. They talk about stupid shit. Mm-hmm. I can relate because I'm a dumbass and I like stupid shit. <laughs> and uh, that's kind of that the, the direction I wanted to go. But also, I wanted to get good guests on and show the, I don't know, the personable side of it. If, if you get that. The, the reality of the, who these yeah, guys are. Yeah, like, uh, you know, here's a 15-second video of them doing something badass. And they're like, oh, fucking awesome dudes. And then now here's an hour-long interview with them that shows just a normal the dude. fucking dude. They're mm-hmm. just a dude. And then, like... It, and it was it was real quick too, like three episodes, four episodes in, we had guys messaging us like, "Oh my god, I can't believe like I'm talking to you," and we're like, "You have no idea, we're just <laughs> fucking idiots, <laughs> like normal fucking dudes, small town uh, America firemen." Yeah, and, and it, because uh, I think it's funny, man. Like you know, when when Stephen and I first talked about the last episode, you know, you have this image in your mind as a listener of what this is like. I'm thinking I'm gonna go to your guys' house and there's like this studio with like egg crates and shit on the wall, and like <laughs> it's gonna be all this professional shit, and then like show up and it's you two fucks. At like the kitchen table, and I was like, "Oh, so this is it?" Like, I mean, right now yeah. we're literally at my kitchen table at the house oh, yeah. with mm-hmm. just fucking some microphones and a laptop, and it's it's just dudes drinking beer, talking shit. That's mm-hmm. that's all it is. And I yeah, think that, that's that's, that's all best. this is gonna be, man. This is this is how we like doing it. We like just hanging yeah. out and meeting guys like you and meeting guys like Ozzy yeah. and showing real firemen being real. Yeah, our goal. I, we we could have got on here and I and we could have been like reading out of the fucking ISTA manuals and. Like this is how you do it, and uh, uh-huh. because and uh, Stephen said followers. so. Yeah. And, yeah. No, this is real. We want this to be as real as it can get. Yeah. And if I if we say fucking stupid words that aren't even words, and we fuck. It I up mean, and, that happens in real life. I like oh, yeah. everybody likes authenticity, and I'm not saying other podcasts aren't authentic. I'm just saying with this one, we definitely tried to like. It's a it's our goal to bring on these guests and learn from them. Yes, but also kind of take away that public image persona that's there and then and, and try and i don't know relate to them on a personal level because like you said we're we're two nobodies and this guy is doing something but bring in that uh, more personable aspect and some guys shy away from it you know they don't want their name or, or whatever associated with this because of the dumb shit like the pocket pussy or whatever mm-hmm. you know but, yeah, like Chief's gonna have a fun time when he listens to this. <laughs> oh, yeah. His two captains on here were talking about fucking a banana for 15 minutes. <laughs> Steven did it. Yeah. It was him. It's my fault. It I take full responsibility. Sorry, and I'm, I'm the kind of guy that I don't shy away from anything. But so. at the same time, too, we were, we we were pretty prepared that this podcast would fail, yeah. and that it would fail early on. So, but now, I mean, it seems like we've gotten a lot of great feedback. You know, people. And I'm looking at the app right now, and we've had. 20.2k listens which is great that's 20, huge thousands. for us i mean we had 50 i mean what was it 50 when, listeners remember, on the first you episode you fucking remember when we had 10 yeah and we were like holy shit 10 people listening. holy shit yeah, yeah. We're, we're going somewhere and now we're up to 20,000 so i want to say that there's this pressure to like live up to a certain thing like you were coming in thinking oh it's gonna be super professional and you show up and it's just like two guys two in a house with yeah. like very basic equipment yeah, like when me and you talked about outlines you were like outline what's the fuck is an outline yeah <laughs> like tell me how to interview somebody <laughs> you know but if i think if and you that's s- one thing that we went in and saying i think if you we didn't the- want to make it like that we wanted to make it 
us two, just grabbing the guy and being like, so what do you think about the fire service? Yeah. yeah. Making it real. And if, Kitchen, it, table if it bombed, we were prepared for that. Yeah. Um, but so my, my follow-up question to that one is, what would you tell somebody that's possibly thinking about starting this endeavor? I mean, I, I don't want to say the podcasting is starting to get a little saturated, but it is definitely on that upswing where there's definitely a lot more fire service podcasts showing and up. And podcasting in general is on the rise. It, it's definitely on the rise, and that's a good thing. But, I mean, if there's, say there's some dudes out there that are, are thinking about doing this, they've been on the fence, this, that, or the other, you know, what would you guys throw their way as, hey, this is, this is my advice to you, just real quick. This is what I think. I think one is look at your podcast that you listen to regularly, not the podcast that you think you have to listen to because everybody else is around you. But what do you genuinely like to like something you don't have to like trudge through to get from start to finish? You know, I know people who pick up a book and they will read it and they will hate it the first chapter in, but they'll finish reading it to do it, to say that they can say they finished the book. Right. And so people do that with podcasts too. And for me, if I don't like something, I'll turn it off. Yeah. Because it's a it's an investment of your time. So look at the podcast that you like listening to and then try and figure out what their style is and see if that's something you want to go into. Also kind of have a goal in mind as to what you want yours to look like and be. We didn't really know that at first. We had a general idea, but it kind of sharpened the further we went along. And then, I don't know, the interview thing that is now a staple of this show is awesome because we've learned so much from just about everybody. Um, so everybody that's been on the show has helped to sort of shape it into what it is is. currently. Yeah. And my advice would be just be you don't, don't try to listen to fit to fight fire and emulate them. Like don't try to be a copycat of what somebody else has done. Like, cool. That's a good podcast. And, you listen to ours. We're a cool podcast. Yeah, but you're not. But there doesn't you're, need to you're, be you're not Jocko either. You know. Yeah, yeah. and we're, yeah. so we wanted to be something original, kind of. I mean, we we took what we liked from the other places that we listened to, and just been ourselves. Yeah. Don't put too much pressure on yourself. Just have fun doing it. If you're not having fun doing it, and it becomes work, then you're not going to want to do it. Yeah, this is something I look forward to doing. This is, it's fun. It's therapeutic. It's, I, uh, mean, I noticed yeah. I gave you an option earlier to not record tonight. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of like, oh, we don't have to do the cast. And you're like, no, we're, yeah, I love, I love recording. I love getting into people's heads. I don't think we converse with the people around us all as much as we probably used to. We have all, we all have smartphones. We're all zombies. You know, we talk about very superficial shit and consider ourselves best friends, but very rarely do we pick our brains. You know, man, and that's one thing that I appreciated the first time I listened to y'all's podcast is that, you know, even though I was in my truck going to work or wherever I was at, I don't remember, honestly, is that I felt like I was sitting with you guys, you know, in a way, you know, talking with you guys, you know, and that, that, that's pretty cool, man. It's just firemen talking. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. So and that's cool. That so my my next question is actually for you. Oh boy, here we go. So, if there's somebody out there that's on the fence about being on a podcast, what would you tell them now that you're a part of this system? Because I know I was incredibly nervous when I came up to do it with these guys. That's why we got so drunk and then did it, and then it went the way it went. But having done this now, you see what it is. Is there any? I mean, we've been here for an hour and some, probably close to two hours. Close to two hours now. I mean, if there's someone on the fence of possibly doing a podcast with anything, what would you tell them? Drink beer. Drink beer and give it a shot. Yeah, Ozzy's uh, 12 in over there. What do you, got? <laughs> you got a pretty big stack. Except those Keystones, man. Them, bro. Except those Keystones. I'm not drinking uh, that shit. <laughs> you could right now, and you wouldn't even, you wouldn't even know the difference. Yeah. No, I, I could, man. I'm one of those. Oh, he's a beer connoisseur. Oh, beer that's, connoisseur. That's, that's a natty girl specialty that's that they true. have. I like it when people dive in head first into things that they don't feel comfortable with. 
because that's what I like doing. you if that's you real. if you do it at least once, you know, I mean, cool. You can say you did it. If it was great, if it was a good experience, awesome. You know you what know? though, man? But I wasn't as nervous because I, you know, like I said, I've listened to y'all's podcast, so mm -hmm. I, I kind of knew what I was, you know, getting mm -hmm. get myself into. Even though we had to drag your ass over here and sit yeah, you down. Well, yeah. <laughs> he needed a little prodding. He needed, yeah, he I just want to watch. I just want to watch you guys. Okay, you're going to sit in the corner I'm just going to breathe. Yeah. <laughs> and I think it's awesome because now I know a lot more about Ozzy than myself. at the bar when I didn't really, you know, we just met. Yeah. You know, yeah. So, And now the world knows you too. Uh, you're famous, dude. You're going to get about 600 Facebook friend requests. Yeah. Dude, every, every day. My, my Ozzy Carrillo. Yeah. That's not my Facebook. That's, that's not his Facebook. I'm, gonna throw, I'm not going to throw it out there, but uh, <laughs> that's not his Facebook name, so don't look for Ozzy Carrillo. You're going to find somebody else. You're going to find uh, your dad. Ozzy's uh, dad true, is Ozzy yeah. Carrillo. So. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. All right, so uh, final question. Or one of the final. I'm probably going to come up with another one, but if you guys could interview anybody, not fi I mean, not fire service, just anybody in general. If you say Beto, I'm going to turn this shit off. <laughs> if you could interview anybody, uh -huh. who would you guys? Dead or alive? Sure, we'll play that. Well, first let's go alive. Okay. And then who's your backup dead? Okay, oh, Cody, I'll let you go. Say Jesus. No, you got to go. What? Can you can't interview uh, Jesus, I'm, man. Yes, dead or alive. You can't interview Jesus. That's weird, bro. See, I don't think he'd come hey, on Seuss? the show. Hey, what, he would not. After the banana the conversation. He'd be like... <laughs> You are unworthy. <laughs> you are yes, unworthy. Sir, I, I agree. I yep. saw what you did to that banana in that bathroom. I'm not, I'm not coming. I out. was there. <laughs> I would just I would just look at him and with a question fixing to come out, he'd slap the shit out of me. Have you seen that meme where it's like, Jesus saw how you did that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to say you what Jesus saw, saw how you fucked up in that door. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So All I can't right, so do Steven, that So, Stephen, who, uh, who would you interview alive? We'll start with alive. I'll ask you and I'll ask you and then we'll go back to any time. Well, this is a tough. All right. So, Ozzy, who, is there anybody is you want to interview? That's alive. I got an answer. We'll okay. cut away from Ozzy. All we'll right, let him so think. So okay. So I, and this is going to drive y'all crazy because they're not mainstream, <laughs> but I would interview Jacob Bandon. He's the lead singer of Converge. They are a do-it-yourself punk hardcore band that's been around for a bazillion years on the East Coast. And uh, him and his wife, they have a brick-and-mortar store. They do art. Uh, all of their artwork is done in-house. Their guitarist uh, records everything. Everything is, I mean, just as do-it-yourself as it can be. Kind of like this podcast. We did it ourselves. There's no producers. or I mean, I don't think we'll ever get mainstream enough for that to happen, but it's 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 you, hard. You would oh quit my yourself. God, if we yeah, get if you guys got mainstream, I'll be doing it myself. Yourself. Yeah. I would quit myself, and, and Cody would have to edit it. Um, <laughs> but no, it's it's amazing to see how far they've gone in the scene and how they're considered pioneers by certain people. And they've done it all themselves because it's a lot of hard work. So uh, it would be cool to hear from him as far as like, how did you keep going when it got rough or whenever it wasn't received as well as you thought? Or what was it like with your family life? And, and he dealt with a lot of you know depression and anxiety issues and so on. And yet he still managed to create these things that are very well regarded uh, in that part of the music community. So, cool. yeah. Cody? Mine's... It would, would be Ivan Moody. No, it wouldn't. I, I would not... <laughs> Why? I I have. I don't know, Would man. it be the Chiquita Banana Girl? See, <laughs> see, I've got I've got two. Okay, that's that's I would, cool. I would want one to be Donald Trump, just so Stephen would oh, have to God. sit in the same room. <laughs> I want that. It would be great. It would be fucking <laughs> it would be great. great. <laughs> fucking great. So I, just so the listeners know, uh, on Friday, so these guys drove up on Friday, and you know, here in West Texas, we have these things called Donald Trump supporters where they get these RVs and they <laughs> plaster their RVs with pro Trump, build the wall shenanigans. 
And there was one about 200 yards away from my house all day on Friday. And about 4.30, that dude packed up and left. And these guys rolled into town like at 4.45. And I was like, damn it, Cody, you should have floored it so we can drug Steven's ass. I would have hauled ass place. if I would have known. <laughs> a Trump van down the street from my house. I would have been shot been. by Trump supporters. <laughs> that no been. way. And the police would have planted a knife on if me I and said just... I was a liberal. <laughs> yeah. Crazy, Probably. radical liberal. I would just say you had it. <laughs> he had a gun I saw it I don't know what he did with it but he had one and anybody who knows me would know that's a bold he's too scared of guns to have one yeah he'd have to be a knife yeah he's too scared of guns to have one so yeah but so, anyway so then uh, who's your backup my backup would be I don't know if he's alive or dead but I want to interview the little jihad cocksucker that blew me up <laughs> oh. like the, the actual maker or the guy that hit the button the guy who hit the button because okay. it was a remote detonator. so so what would just, just to be fun here what would be your first question uh, would it be a statement Okay. Well, that's not an interview. That's a kind of. No. <laughs> it could go, it could go in an interview, but my first statement would be "fuck you," and then my question would be, uh, "I just want to know why." Yeah. Besides that, we're in war, but yeah. like, what made you want to be a jihad? Okay. I don't know. Don't and kind of and kind of see it from that in that side of the world, from his point of view. Like maybe there's something I'm not understanding. Right. Because that could be a thing. I'm waiting for Stephen's liberal shit. No, I'm not saying anything. His veins are coming out of his yeah, head. He's, he's <laughs> but then I'd probably kill him at the end of the interview. Yeah. would be my goal. Ozzy, who would you interview? I would say Marcus Luttrell. Just Marcus Luttrell? Yeah. Red Wings? Yeah. No, I, was, I would go Jocko Willing. Jocko. I like Jocko. I, I just because just <laughs> he seems like he's had a pretty... Pretty yeah. interesting life, man. I'd just ask him some cool questions. I think he'd be oh, yeah. a cool dude to hang out with, like how we did earlier. Just hang out and just shoot the shit with him. Mm-hmm. And that's how I feel Leaf about Babin, too. Yeah, I'd like to have Leaf there. Yeah. 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 Just, hey, man, like, tell me about that. You know? yeah. Hey, what do, what do you like about what you're doing? Because that, that guy has taken what they've done and to see what they're doing with the echelon front and now Origin with the yeah. jeans and the, I mean, fucking boots, you know, the protein powder. Tell me about yeah. fucking Task Force Bruiser, bro. Yeah, tell, yeah, like, tell me about some of the cool shit that. you did. You yeah. know, that's, and that's cool, man. So who's your interview dead? Person? Teddy Roosevelt. Teddy Roosevelt, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. The, yeah. The, the actual Teddy Roosevelt or the one that Robin Williams played in? No, no, no. The real the Teddy Roosevelt. Okay. The dead one. Cool. Oh, wait. God damn it. Robin's dead too. R.I.P. Yeah, yeah. Robin I didn't Williams. mean. I didn't think about Way that. To go, jerk. Robin Williams would be. Yeah. A good Patch one. Adams killed himself. Thanks a lot. Oh gosh. Yeah. No. Um. No. Teddy lived an incredible life, and he overcame a lot of shit. Uh. He was born with really terrible chronic asthma, and he was one of the fittest guys out there. And he pushed his body beyond its limits to build it and make it tougher and leaner and stronger and be able to do these great excursions out into the African wilderness and the Amazon and so on. So, uh, I think that's pretty incredible. Cool. That somebody could do that and then become a president and then set aside all this land and make people realize that we have to cherish our natural resources. I want, I want to ask Cody who his dead woman would be, but he's going to say, the jihad after I killed him. <laughs> so I would interview him and then I kill have, him again. Yeah. yeah like, so how's those 72 virgins yeah. working out for you? I would kill you just so I could kill you again in the afterlife. You That's son right. of a bitch. Cockfighter. Anyway, I've got two. I'm going to just go with two. But they're go, they go into a story. Okay. Uh-oh. Okay. So me and Steven learned a shitload about the Roswell incident. We did. Oh, God. Uh-huh. So yeah. now, X-Files. now <laughs> like, I'm hooked on it. So... I've come up with a theory of what actually happened. Do you believe the devil thing that the guy told you? or It was fucking Satan. <laughs> he, he did it. So across from the museum, there is a store run by a religious guy who moved from Michigan. Yep, Detroit. Or, call, call yeah, him white trash like he is. Yeah, and he, is well, a, he was a preacher in Detroit. Then the whole, like the museum opened. 
<laughs> whenever it opened, I don't know. And then he decided, well, I'm going to move next door. Yeah. Right in front of the museum. And make money off it. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm going to say it was the devil, but I'm still going to sell alien shit. <laughs> well, welcome to eastern New Mexico. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so what is your theory okay. as to what so, happened in sorry, the Roswell sorry, incident sorry. in well, 1947? The, the original question was who would I want to do an interview with? Here you go. It would be a banana. Forget Labrador. the banana. <laughs> okay, yeah. for a second. I'm pretty sure it's this. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I killed it. <laughs> pretty sure I killed that. I just want to know its feelings. But, uh, okay, so I want to interview the dead aliens, if uh-huh. it happened. The ones from fifty from Roswell. Oh, yeah, because there's two, two, my two trains of thought. It actually happened. <laughs> and Homeboy was chilling out in his house where it crashed at because it was actually in Corona. So yep. like a Men in Black Outside. kind of incident. Yeah. Like you but walk what out happened was... It was, what, a sh- it was a sheep herder what with no electricity. What happened was he was laying in bed, and then there was this big boom in a thunderstorm. And then all of a sudden, he heard like some Star Wars cantina music. <laughs> and it just kept playing. And he's like, God damn it. And he got out of bed and he come outside and he found these dead little fuckers laying there. If that happened. Or just space rubble. And he couldn't figure out how to turn the music off. Because the cantina bad. fucking music just uh, keeps going. It drives him nuts. Drives him insane. Yeah. So he goes into town and he's, the fucking spaceship done crashed. Yeah. Then he gets the sheriff out there. I want to interview that dude. Okay, what about, uh, you had another theory about the military playing a role in this? I feel like Hillbilly Chuck right there would be awesome interview. Now, here's what actually happened. This is real life. Uh-oh. This is what really I'm happened sure at the Roswell I'm pretty sure you can attest incident. to this. Just a little bit. Not, not a lot, just a little bit. Okay, so I know how the Army operates. I know how to do it. I was part of it. It was a shit show from start to finish. <laughs> they're very good at being a shit show. They're yeah. quality shit show. Well, then they're pretty good at covering shit up, especially when they fuck up. Mm-hmm. Because there's this chart that you follow. Can you blame it on somebody else? <laughs> and it says, no. It goes down and says, you're fucked. Uh-huh. Then it says, yes. And then it lists your options of where you can blame. Uh-huh. Can you blame the fucking, I want to say rookie, but can you blame the, right. pl- the private? No, you're fucked. Okay. Yes, blame the private. So, the 504 Squadron was Army at the time because the Air Force wasn't made. What they were doing was doing test drops of atomic bombs in and around, well, around Roswell at the testing facility sites. Oh, I'll give you that because Trinity's not far from... Yeah. yeah. So, what had happened was two dumb fucks hopped into a plane to go do a mission. Possibly wasted. Maybe not. Yeah. Maybe just dumb fucks because they're the army. Like, I know how these guys are. They're like fucking around with each other, like slap ass. And did you load that right? Oh, fuck you. Yeah, I did. So they take off in their plane. Something happens. They're like slapping each other with a towel up in the fucking the cockpit, the cockpit of yeah. the airplane. They hit the fucking release button. All of a sudden, this fucking million dollar warhead falls out of this fucking thing and lands next to Homeboy's Field. <laughs> it explodes. Nobody dies. They don't say shit. Mm-hmm. They're like, fuck, 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 we fucked up. They're flying back to the airport. Land the plane, they don't say shit. Yep, we did it. It was good. Success. All of a sudden, the story comes out. It's a weather balloon. And, uh, and they were like, oh, shit. And they're like, so the reports come out of a UFO. And they're like, yep, sure fucking was. Definitely a UFO. That's what happened. Because <laughs> they agreed to it at the uh-huh. very beginning. Yep. They said, oh, yeah, it's a UFO. Then a couple days later, it comes out, and they're like, oh, no. That's whenever the big wigs get hold of it. <laughs> yeah. Now it becomes the cover-up. Like, no, it wasn't any of that. It was a weather balloon. It's what happened. There's this giant crater out next to the homeboy's field. There's a fucking weather balloon. 
Yeah. So I think that is what actually happened in Roswell. That's what I do too. Because I know how they, I know how us army guys are. Stranger than fiction. That's what happened. Oh yeah. They accidentally dropped it. It almost killed somebody and they would just, whatever the fuck happened, those two dudes were like, oh yeah, that's exactly what happened. What do you think, Ozzy? Can you vouch for this, the, the veracity of this story? Oh, absolutely, man. Fucking I mean, just a little bit. A little bit, but yeah. Only on the weekends, right? Only yeah. on the weekends, man. Yeah, no. and then, <laughs> two, two weeks out of the year, bro. Yeah. Two weeks out of the year, man. That's right. So you guys, I told I told Cody he's got to give Ozzy some shit for, you know, because Cody was full-time Ozzy. He's like, he's like the volunteer version of. I was full full time full of shit. <laughs> full time full but of shit. But it all I mean, you know, the rest of us civilian people, we, we admire Ozzy and Cody for what they did. So mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. We just fucked bananas really at our house instead it. of at a base somewhere else. So <laughs> oh was, yeah. If you haven't done it, you will do it. Yeah. So Ozzy, who's your interview dead? This is a little deep, but uh I, I would say man About know, six any, feet deep? Yeah, six feet deep, man. Six feet deep. I would six say six inches deep. I would say, you know, a firefighter or a police officer, someone that struggled with PTSD and kind of see what their insight on that was and then how we could probably, you know, turn that around. I think that's a pretty big issue right now. And then just just you know, get get their, you know, point of view on, you know, why why they did what they did and how we could probably fix it. Straight to the point. Hey, man, you know, where did, where, where did we end as an organization fuck up and, and where can we, you yeah. know, fix that? Do where you, can we get better? Do yeah. you know anybody that has suffered from PTSD or, or openly? No, I, I or just depression. Has any any friends or anything like that ever come up to you? No, okay. I, I know that we've struggled with some calls, but I, I I think that's been taken care of, you know, mm-hmm. pretty quick. I we've mean, been we've been pretty thankful that, that West Valley's been very supportive in our yeah. And we, and to be honest, um, they weren't at first when we first presented like the PTSD ideas to him you know Ozzy and I were, were both lieutenants when that kind of started and we were like hey you know we need at least kind of do something about this or at least have a little bit more resource or more information available for it the chiefs were a little bit like uh because I mean they're older guys they're from that different generation of just mm-hmm. fucking deal with it yeah. you know yeah and it, that was hard for us to kind of look at it and you know Manny who's our, our assistant chief now he was our my captain at the time and he was like just just wait just give it time and we'll, we'll deal with this soon you know, and, and now that it's passed, we're, we're hooked up with an awesome corporation, the Borderland 100, that really yeah. takes care of us. I'll give a shout out to, to Jared Notch for yeah, fixing that up. Jared please. did it. And Borderland 100 is an amazing organization. If anybody's listening, look into that. They're all over the place. They're not just Borderland. If you need help, Borderland 100 will, will find a way to get it to you. That's, that's a great, great place. Yeah, and as, and as somebody who suffers from it, getting blown up kind of fucked with me a little bit, you know? Clearly. Yeah, Absolutely. Just, yeah. just a little it's bit. nightmares of bananas coming down the yep. hall. After you know, mm-hmm. there's, there's some things you do to, I don't know, make your make it better. And even if it is laughing and doing stupid shit like fucking a banana or doing stupid things to cope with the uh, fucked up situations that you're in. But for me, and it's really hard to tell the guys that are dealing with something. Like if I wasn't to, and if you guys didn't already know, you probably wouldn't. You don't see that side. But my wife at home, she sees me in my most vulnerable states. Like, she's just some things trigger it. It just happens. And I don't know how to explain it more than you can be fine and then something triggers you. Something changes. Not necessarily like triggers you to become just a raging asshole. And I, I think that's the big misconception is everybody happen. thinks you turn into like this... You shoving your wife on the ground. No, and and crazy when, when and I no, say that's not yeah. the truth. Yeah, when I'm saying something triggers it for me, it could be different to for any other person. But for me, when something triggers it, it goes into like the worst depression, I guess, mm-hmm. to the point where my stupid ass is like crying, and my wife's like consoling me, and there's, and it's just a feeling of complete regret that I, you know, survivor's guilt. That's mm-hmm. a real thing, man. I deal with it, and that hits me so hard. No, and I believe that, Cody. It's you know it. it I believe that, you know, people struggle with that and I, 
I don't feel like, you know, in the military or in the fire service, you know, law enforcement, we found a way to, you know, deal with that. And, and, I, don't and think, I, don't I don't think we ever will. Though, I don't. Either. And I was about to say, I don't think we ever will. It's just that's just human nature. It's hard because it's hard to. I think everybody wants like a blanket solution for this. Right. It's like this is look, hey chiefs, this is what you're gonna do for PTSD. Just yeah. like you know, this like is this, this is your solution, and that that's and everybody's just not different. What hap- what helps yeah. with me is just talking about it. Yeah. yeah. Is getting because if you bottle that shit, if I was to bottle that inside, it'd be fucking bad. But you know, listening to like, you know, Jocko and some of these other military podcasts, a lot of guys won't, and they absolutely refuse. And they truly, and maybe because they haven't, I don't know the whole story, but a lot of guys think that don't talk about it is maybe a little bit better. Yep. And so that's everybody's different. You know, everybody has their own solution for it. But, mm-hmm. all right. Stepped off on a rabbit hole there, but yeah, we, sorry, I didn't digress. No, no, that's that's part of the thing, but uh, yes, we we don't know where the conversation will lead. It just goes, guys. Yeah. Like you know that by now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think with mine, I if I and this is oh hold on, Bobby. Yeah, so who would you interview, alive or dead? First alive, then dead. Well, you said alive, Jocko. Jocko. Jocko oh Jocko yeah, Jocko alive. Yeah, I have a short memory. Uh, okay, and not to get you know maintain the sadness, but my my dead would be uh, either Patty Brown, the captain from Ladder Three from FDNY. If you guys have heard the story of oh my like, god i just had my dead one they were like hey you know you guys andy need Fredericks to pull out one. and ladder three was like and <laughs> so andy fredericks is my my other one i would, I would love to go. talk to andy because when you it, you know what's interesting is going to the nfa and some of these trainings i've met guys from fdny and i'm like hey man what was andy fredericks like and they're like who the fuck is that and i'm like well hold on i'm from i'm from buffa texas and i know who andy fredericks is and you're from fdny you don't know who andy fredericks is you know so it's I want to talk to him and in his prime when he was teaching and pushing a lot of this stuff and be like, hey man, what was what pushed you to do all this craziness? And I, th- I think that would be cool. I think Andy mm-hmm. would be a good guy to talk to. And I think uh, Patty Brown, just because I want to know, you know, what, what was it like to be on a crew that you knew that, hey, my guys are going to be there. I know that we're in a spot where we're not going to make it out, but I'm going to take my guys with me and we're going to go. Like, yeah, chief, I copy that. We're going we're gonna to go down, but we're going. And I just, you know, and maybe, I don't know, maybe that's a little too deep, but mm-hmm. I think that would be an interesting conversation to have with, with just some of the guys from something important from our, our history, the fire service history. But Cool. Uh, to the listeners, tell us who you would like to interview, alive and dead. Send it to us, email, message, tweet. It'd be cool yep, to hear. Shoot it, shoot it on Twitter. Yep. Yeah. Thank you all so much for listening. I'm going to cut it short because I'm tired. I need to pee. Probably poop again. Probably. Oh, yeah. <laughs> surprise me. I need a shower, and then we've got a long drive home tomorrow. Uh-huh. This has been a ton of fun. I want to say thank you to Bobby Reichart and yeah. Ozzy Carillo. Yep. Yeah, no problem, man. We're, we're glad to have you guys. You guys are always welcome back. We'll definitely have you guys in the house. Hopefully, next time you guys come up, we won't have two rooms to put you in. So we'll just... Put you just, guys both on the air yeah, mattress. And yeah, we, we like to cuddle. So, yeah. Well, yeah. hopefully there's uh, there's. And I'll know to have bananas. The bananas are here in the <laughs> yeah. kitchen. And next time I'll have them in the rooms for you guys. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, next time, next time I'll definitely bring the wife. So yeah, so yeah, we can hang out. And yeah, thank you guys for coming up, man. Mm-hmm. I know it was a shit drive. So All right. anyway, as always, know your trade. Do your job. Do work. We'll see you. See you guys. I'm not going to do that.